Good evening, everybody, and welcome. We are Random Encounter Productions. I'm Cody Stone, and with me tonight, we have... I think I'll go first. Uh, I am Tom, uh, and I am playing Na'Vi, the reborn fighter warlock. I'm Meg, and I'm playing uh, Sarai Landir, the Eladrin knowledge clerk. And I'm Andrew. I'm playing Grizz, the Dwarven Beastmaster Ranger slash Kensai Monk. I'm Kez, and I'm playing Treasure Nightcrafter, the Tiefling Barbarian. I'm Maz. I'm playing Talroth Oakenblade, the Wood Elf Scout. Awesome. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Disasters in Danger. It is our D&D 5e high fantasy game. Uh, and this is our uh, our season finale, our year finale. We're going to be off throughout the month of December. Um, I am going to be running some one-shots, so if you know any uh, Forever GMs out there, please send them over to our Discord. Uh, let them know. Uh, we're going to be running one-shots with them the whole time. I'm thinking because Wednesday is the first and was the first day we could have run a one-shot. Uh, we don't have one scheduled currently, but what I would like to do is I would like to do a uh, DMGM talkback, and I would like to go over uh, potential games that we can set up and play uh, for for the rest of the month. So if you have any interest in any of those, and it's not exclusively DMs and GMs, that is going to be our priority. But um, if we don't get enough of them and you, you're like, I'm in the server, can I play? And I say, you have a camera and a microphone and a decent internet connection, then yes, yes, you can. Um, so <laughs> there is that. Now, before we get into the action, I know we do have a couple of quick announcements uh narvi why don't you tell us what's going on over at uh wiki game yeah cheers man yeah um i as uh some of you know i have the honor of appearing on uh this wonderful stream and i had the honor of appearing uh, on the pvp league uh i also appear i am uh the uh, one of one of the quattro that is uh, Wiki Game RPG. We stream over on Wiki Game RPG. Uh, fantastic content. We are currently halfway through a uh, cheeky little collaboration with um, the wonderful people over at Dice and a Slice. That's kind of who I'm shouting out today, if that's okay. Uh, Dice and a Slice, uh, the only uh, fifth ed podcast run by Baked Goods. Um, they are wonderful, wonderful people. Uh, they bring uh, gorgeous uh, baked goodies to every single game. And the podcast is really, really good. Check out the podcast. Anywhere you find uh, podcasts, uh, you just type in Dice and a Slice. They are fantastic. Check them out. Awesome. Yep. Give them a shout. And uh, Subride, would you be so kind as to tell us about our wonderful friends over at Norse Foundry? Norse Foundry! Yes, I will! Um, if you go to NorseFoundry.com, uh, every everything you could possibly want for dice, dice boxes, um, coins, mini not minis but like they have oh meeples that's what they're called um they're absolutely phenomenal the quality is out of this world gemstone uh regular stone metal bone if you want um they actually just had a really wonderful uh black friday sale go and check them out and if you use the promo code reprpg you get how much is it cody it is 15 percent off 15 
believe. 15% off of your entire order, which is no small, uh, no small coin when you get to, um, to these dice. They're absolutely beautiful. Tis the season. They're, they make great stocking stuffers for the gamer in your life. And they work with Elderwood Academy to make their, um, dice boxes. I don't have any available right now because I cleaned, which means I can't find anything, but, um, they're absolutely gorgeous. Um, the, I have one that's, um, it's cedar and it still smells like a cedar chest. And I've had it for like two years now. So absolutely recommend them. REPRPG at checkout for 15% off. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, next up, Andrew, why don't you tell us about easy to spell? Uh, yeah, I need to either stop going after these guys or start paying one of them because they're much better at pitching shows <laughs> and stuff than I've ever been. But I am the dungeon master over at my own channel, Easy to Spell. I run that with my friends. Uh, we play Sundays at 6 o'clock p.m. Central. I always forget the time zones. Um, yeah, and it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of chaos. Uh, we've got a great cast I've been friends with for years that really dive into the role play. I know a couple of you guys have come and hung out for a bit. I think the majority of our fans are made up by you guys. Yes, <laughs> it is. Um, no, we're a small channel, but we're grown. We love seeing people come by and we have a lot of fun. So come check us out. Easy to spell with two L's. Awesome. We misspell it. <laughs> I apologize. I forgot the misspelling <laughs> tagline and I was like, I got this. We're going to plow ahead. Just going to interrupt people. I'm good at that. Uh, yeah, it, it all really right. That's the theme. <laughs> Last but not least, we have Lance or Lando. Tell us what's going on there, Kaz. So we are coming down to the end of the year with Lance. We have finally wrapped up all our filming, editing, and should be within the next week or two seeing a link to our Patreon where we'll have a show. As you know, we were not able to have a live show this year due to COVID and concerns and safeties for our viewers and our fighters, of course. So what we are doing is putting on a show that's going to be on our Patreon instead. Uh, we still have, I believe, a few shirts from our T-shirt sale going on, which I can post the link to again if you guys would like that. And that will be on the Discord. And hopefully as soon as we get everything, all the word with uh, Lance Orlando set up as far as our Patreon and the show, I'll be posting that as well. Very, very cool. And uh, Mars, I don't want to leave you out. Is there anything you would like to share with the group? Nah, that pretty much covers everything for me. Cool. All right. Sounds good to me, too. Um, we, oh, last thing, actually, uh, Rep is going to be at Holiday Montessori, so if you're in the Orlando area, do check us out. We'll have a booth there. And, uh, we've got some new merch coming in, and, yeah, we're going to be doing some, some fun new design stuff. I think, uh, Pixie's going to be, uh, at some point in the near future, uh, redesigning our Generation 1 pins. So, uh... Go on. Sneak Attack and Rage and divine intervention mm-hmm. all of those are going to get a get a revamp so they'll mm-hmm. most likely come out in stickers first we'll see how that goes so um yeah all right guys let's let's dive in let's get into, into tonight's adventure shall we our adventure takes place in the land of licked dracht it is a land of myth and legend it is a land of dragons and no place harbors more of the scaled kings than the city of Draconopolis. Our heroes, the Archivists, have made their way here in pursuit 
of a piece of the staff of Gyron, an ancient draconic uh, artifact. One that once belonged to the first king of Draconopolis, a descendant of, uh, of the great worm gods that came before. They, in order to acquire that, uh, accidentally dropped, not them, but were in a castle that was dropped on the city. Not all of it. They were able to save a lot of it, but there was some castle dropage, right? It happens to the best of us. Who can argue with that? Uh, as such, the politics that have been uh, simmering beneath the surface of the City of Dragons have uh, begun to boil over. Now, our heroes have uh, gathered together uh, a few small allies, and while they feel an urgency to address the issues of the small folk happening here within the City of Dragons, the Staff of Gyron and the safety of the Black Kingdom does call them back east. And beyond that, the magics of the Feywild are beginning to choke beneath the ever-spreading choking sands. I should have not said choke twice there, but I didn't plan ahead. So, uh, so tonight in our year finale, season finale, I guess, I don't know, we are uh, going to be digging in and seeing our heroes uh, choose what is going to be their, their next major event. Now, when last we left, you guys were exiting the shifting market, a trans-dimensional um, place, a nexus point that materialized on variety of prime material planes that when you entered was a a moment of um, multiversal convergence as, as different versions of yourself from across the plains would, would walk through this vast emptiness, running the risk of, of altering the reality for, for both or multiple pieces of, of yourselves. Uh, Fable and Saride both saw visions of alternate lifelines, alternate past or presence or, or um, presence. Actually, it's not even past. It's just different things happen in the past to lead to a different present. Um, and we're definitely shook by it. But uh, making perhaps the most interesting deal at the shifting market was Treasure, who uh, took on three siblings in exchange for the Cone of Echoes. Echoes, Echoes. Um, which allowed her the, the ability to um, briefly speak or respond back with a variety of alternate selves. And so you guys had found Brenton and were prepared to make your exit from there. Um, is there anything else last minute you guys would like to do. Uh, unfortunately, Narvi, you, you missed... It was, a, it was quite the journey to get there, so uh, I can't just plop you in on that one. You know what? I don't think Narvi would have liked what he saw. It's absolutely fine. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, but for those of you that did make it to the market, any, any last-minute um, efforts, requests, or, or searches on your way out? 
No, nothing major. I mean, just seeing what's kind of there, just kind of getting an idea of what's in the actual market. So if we need to come back for something. Uh, Yeah. Um, Grizz, did you have something? No, that's I was going to say pretty much the same thing. Unless anything interesting jumps out at us. That's... I will say, if both of you would make me investigation checks, uh, I'm going to say a disadvantage, just because of the vast size and the mm-hmm. tremendous uh, weirdness that is in the shifting market. Not saying it's anything at your skill. So I, uh, I did almost forget, uh, also one more pass at the, the spice, or the shopping list that, okay. uh, that Tavern Keeper gave us. Uh, yes, yes. Mar- Mari? All right, now, do I want to be betrayed by digital dice or physical dice tonight? Ah, that is the question. Uh, rock the physical, because I just rolled a 18 and a 19. Ooh, so it is. Seven, so disadvantage 25. Okay. I rolled an eight on each die. Hey. So that is a 16 total. Nicely done. You're moderately betrayed. Moderately betrayed. Moderate. Because I saw them both just bounce over the 20 and just, no. Ever so like, close. Okay. Ever so close. Um, here's what I will say. The 16 is enough to finish the shopping list for uh, for Mara. Right? Mari. Um, so, Grizz, while you are skilled at, uh, at finding um, resources, both for your, your food cart business, uh, blossoming as it is with uh, Screebers, uh, you also find yourself wandering through uh, the deeper ends of the shifting market. And what I would like you to do is I'd like you to roll me a percentile, please. Okay. Since there. 98. 98. Okay. Oh, not. Please don't kill me. Uh, so. Let's see. Roll me a. Roll me a D4. Hmm. Is that one worth it? I don't know. Roll me another percentile. Okay. Uh, 16. 16. That will probably be a little more interesting than this one. It concerns me whenever you say interesting. Right? I I have such an odd... Uh, odd feeling about interesting things. Um, okay. As you are making your way through the market, you are hearing um, hawkers of of all sorts of um, all sorts of wares, and you're you find yourself shifting through a piece of the market. It's sort of like, I guess, like a terrible department store. 
Um, you know, you have the men's sections, the juniors, the, the makeup counters, there's the, the, um, cologne area. Um, you seem to have wandered yourself into the, uh, terrible sounds section. Um, you have people that are hawking, uh, what is it, like broken xylophones. Um, you have somebody else, uh, <laughs> uh, terrible whispers here. Get your terrible whispers. Need something to creep people out down a hallway? I've got enough to fill an entire dungeon. Terrible whispers. Here, just press your ear up against this cage and notice the fear that creeps through you. Yes, creepy fear. Ooh. Um, orphan Bro, children huh? singing holiday when songs. Show up. <laughs> Sorry, what did you say? Said shit. When did Norby show up? <laughs> Brother. <laughs> um. Yes. 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 Uh. Da, 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 da. Okay, um, apologies. Um, yeah, they're uh, orphan children, songs of the holidays, um, sounds of calves giving birth. Uh, and somebody's like, You mean heifers? And he goes, No, calves. It's a it's really weird. Um, yeah and around the back beyond the madness you see this little halfling whose skin has turned this bluish gray shale color and um it's not quite scabbed, but it is it is perhaps a little a little ashy, right? His clothes are adventurous, um, well made, sturdy, not fine. And I would like you to roll me a D ten. Ten. Roll it again twice. Roll it twice more. Ten again. Okay, that doesn't count. <laughs> we need something other than tens. I rolled ten again. I'm going to switch dice. <laughs> okay, switch dice. <laughs> that is your perfect ten dice. Uh, tens across the board. Nicely done. That is a seven. Okay. And you need two more times? I need, I need a total of two that are not ten. Okay. Seven and two. Okay. Tuck that dice away for David Trolls. If I have anything that does a ten... As he is sitting there, um, you see him sort of whispering to himself, and his his head sort of snaps back and forth, and he, he looks very exasperated. Um, as you creep forward a little bit, make me a perception check. Twenty-eight. Absolutely. You, you can hear um, you can hear literally everything that is 
that is being said. In fact, creeping into your ear, you notice two additional voices. And as he sits on this box, you notice that there are a number of blades that surround him, uh, gemstones that that adorn the um, that adorn uh, not only the weapons but also sort of sitting in in the display cases uh, that are around him. It's sort of this U-shaped semicircle, but he sits on a crate uh, right in the center of it, and leaning up against the crate. As you make your way over, there are these two weapons. You're not exactly sure what kind. The, sh- the scabbards, the sheaths of them, are overly large, far bigger than a sword. And you don't see any evidence that the blade occupies the entirety of it. Um, I'm going to make a deep cut in a, a deep YouTube cut here. If you've ever seen, there's a gentleman on YouTube and TikTok that does videos of like, you can put a sword on on your back if you have the really weird big scabbard with like half of it cut out that is essentially what it is um but you can see the handles of them and in the handles of each of these uh weapons one is adorned with almost glass-like jet and the other is sort of this uh blue shimmering slightly slightly crackling uh, aquamarine. And you can hear the halfling. I told you we are not talking about that anymore. No, you, I said you had to be quiet. No, I know that he, it doesn't matter if he's not listening. You're supposed to be the good one. You're supposed to, well, it doesn't matter if, okay, do you know what? You are not helping me right now. Oh, heaven help me. Talking weapons, anybody? Um, deep, deep sense of responsibility and, and maybe paranoia, if you want. Um, so it, it looks like you're wanting to separate those two. Oh, unfortunately, I, I, <laughs> hello there, friend. Um, yes, you. You know what? I'm separating you. And he puts one on on the left side, and he puts one on the right side. Now you all stay there while I speak with this nice dwarf. Hello there, friend. How are you? Do they have a chance of not staying there if you put them down? Um, Are they likely to run away? Are you are you watching the weapons? Yes. When he said you two stay there, Grizz immediately is just side eyeing the 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 one that seems evil that he was okay. like, you're supposed to be the bad one. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, and so, yeah, as as you, he's like, actually, I mean, it, it, the biggest problem is that if you don't watch them very long, then they they start to get a little mouthy, and then you know, they'll they'll sort of flip to this or to that. Um, I have to tell you a secret. And he kind of leans in towards you. And as he does, as though to, to share a secret, do you do you kind of lean lean to meet him, or do you stay where you're at? Hey, I'll lean in. Okay. As you do, um, they usually, if you find one of them, don't necessarily talk, but when you get them around each other, they get real mouthy. Um, and you hear this slight crash uh, as as both of you have kind of 
taking your attention away from the weapons. And, and as he, he snaps back uh, very quickly, you see that one of them has uh, has jittered onto the floor, and the other one, kind of in response, has launched itself back to the to the center grate. He goes, no, that's it. You go here, and you stay over there. <sighs> All right. Interesting. Interesting. So, what do they do other than talk and move around and oh. generally be <laughs> a nuisance? Well, no. I mean, not uh, not in and of themselves. Of themselves, these are great blades of champions of a distant, far-off land. Champions of ideologies. Champions able to squelch any foe. Well, at least that's the rumor. Um, I picked them up from friend uh, as he lay dying. Well, I picked up one. I picked up that one from him. This one was mine, and he points to the jet one. But they are super mouthy. And I can't seem to get rid of them. Uh, Mostly because I don't want to take them home. No, I... If you had behaved, I would take... But you're not. Stop it. Stop. I'm so sorry. If you two don't shut up... We're trying to do business here. You'll meet the bad end of a hammer. Yes, Daddy. Give me the hammer. Give it to me good. (laughs) I, I can already tell why you don't want to take them home with you. I'm just saying there seems to be some very sort of things about them. Quiet yourself, fool. Can't you see? This one has potential. <sighs> no. And he notices that you're sort of hearing them at this point. Oh. They like you. They like you very much. I don't like the way you said that. Well, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. They only recognize the truest of blade masters, in truth. And they only recognize those that can potentially carry them home. Yes. Home is where the genocide is. You are muddling the story. Let the man tell it. I... I myself was a collector and fine purveyor of goods, and made a particular stop. Used to bounce about the plains a little bit. Came up with these blades, these fine, magical blades. Able to carve through anything. You ever seen... You ever seen adamantine? Stop a blade in its tracks. These haven't. Often. No magic prevents them from biting flesh. Their enchantment guides your hand. As long as your ideology matches theirs. I seemingly have had a change of heart. Weakness, fool. Once delighted in the pleasures. Now, just wants to be left alone. 
So I'm taking it that their magic has stopped working for you, just why you're looking to unload them. More or less, yes. So if I were to say that I travel with a great troop of heroes seeking out danger in the land, that's something that these two are interested with, interested in. Absolutely. Isn't that right? Speak up, you two. I suppose heroes are as much fun to corrupt and kill as anyone else. <laughs> Silence. Not just the opportunity to perform great deeds, but only those of true conviction could return us before the final word is spoken. That's right. They go on about this final word thing, and it seems very important that they get home before that. So. Have you any, ever discovered what this home might be? Or. I'm not quite sure. I was actually came, I actually came here in the hopes of discovering a little bit more about that. Because, well, this place, much like Toral or any number of other ancient shifting cities seems to be a repository of potential, if nothing else. But unfortunately, I find myself here. My other self arrived. We became co-entangled. And so two blades entered the shifting market, neither with a master, and none willing to let me leave. I'm hoping to find somebody that will willingly return them. They keep going on about this gray. But, unfortunately, neither of ourselves recognize that word. I mean, we recognize the word. We don't recognize the place. Make a... Make a arcana check. 22. That was 19. Plus 3. 22. Okay. Um, do, 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 do. Let's uh, see. This is what you get from Metal Dice from Norse Foundry. There you go. Uh, which you can get 15% off of the code. Roll hot. <laughs> All right. Um, so, Grizz, you, you don't know a lot about planes, but there are a few that seem to... Um, Being a dwarf, especially in the remnant of the Black Kingdom, you guys had to live very deep and live close to the um, Underdark. Underdark, famously, a myriad of portals that uh, live among the chaotic magic that is down there. And occasionally, you would find Durgar or Zerfniblin or any number of other uh, deep dwellers that had sort of wandered in from, from a different place. There are a few worlds, a few prime material planes, that are more, I'm going to say commonly, um, wandered into and out of. Um, 
one of them you do recognize as Oerth, um, or the Forgotten Realms. Um, but this one you actually recognize as being a bit older, a bit more beat up, uh, a place known as Greyhawk. Usually the land of wizards and uh, deities with uh, beat'em sticks to change your alignment. Um, now, the fact that these blades exist here means that there are different versions of them. And you may be able to get away with not taking them back here. But with your... Uh, make me one more history check and we'll see if I just divulge what's left here. Seven. <laughs> nope. You're stuck, buddy. That's what you get. All right. All right. Yes, I, I think I might be aware of what this gray they speak of is. I happen to be in a party that occasionally travels between planes. Oh. Well, then, I, friend, must tell you that you could find no finer blade than either of these. If there's anything you wish to debt with any bit of skill or proficiency or, or haste, then <laughs> these two have got things. you covered. Now what are you asking for? Well, I must say, you would be unburdening me of a great responsibility. And so... For that, I think I would require, well, let's see. I could give you this bag of gems to go with them. And in exchange, maybe just, um, maybe just the last hair there on your chin. Is he'd missed it, so can't miss what you flex it off. Can't miss what you didn't know you had, so So we have Bag a deal. Two swords. We have a deal. Tremendous. Um let me get your gems and uh I give you a moment to um get acquainted with um with your new uh with your new weapons. Alright, you two listen up. I want you to behave, and you don't give this man any bit of problems. You understand me? Now, if I see you come back this way, then... And he just stops. And he, he goes... He goes to... He just stops what he's saying, and he just goes to get... Um, to get you gems. Uh, I would like you... To roll a roll me one more percentile. Seventy-seven. Seventy-seven. Nice. Uh, roll me two d four. Two fours. 
Okay. Uh, he comes back with uh, eight uh, a bag and a bag full of eight gems. And as you as you sort of shift your fingers through them, um, you recognize that there are uh, the gems are all jet or aquamarine. They are of impeccable cut. They are brilliant in their um, in their luster and refinery. Uh, you, being a dwarf, easily can recognize the value of them. Each one is about 750 gold pieces. Started at the bottom, now we're here. Do they eat the gems? Okay. Um, Grizz, as you walk to the blades, um, what would you like to do? I crouch in front of them. Right. Sure. Traveling together. All right. You you put them. You put them so you can see them both at the same time. (laughs) Let's put them both in front of me. Sure. Okay. What do we call the two of you? Um, what is your alignment? Uh, Grizz is neutral good. Okay. Okay. Um, he's not anymore, is he? <laughs> right now, he is. Um, you, from the jet blade, the pommel of the jet, all you hear is the most. Skeletor Hellraiser uh, cackle of evil laugh uh, that you that you have perhaps ever heard in your life, but there is there is a part of your soul that sort of rings with it in a in a in a very in like a in like a when you hear somebody laughing and you're like, ha, I guess it's funny. I don't really understand what's going on, but okay. <laughs> sort of moment. The aquamarine blade, however, sort of. Oh, there you are, soldier. What is this uniform? Poorly kept, disheveled. Where's your armor? I say you don't really have use armor. Slows me down. Yeah. Unconventional, perhaps. Unconventional tactics are what win wars, sir. Who am I calling you, sir? <laughs> Worth a habit, I suppose. I suppose so. It's a very good question, isn't it? Um, unfortunately, they seem unwilling to give you their names at this exact moment. Uh, if you would like to do anything else, let me know. Nope. Suppose we'll get to know each other over time. Picks up both of them awkwardly. I would like have you the... to make charisma saving throws. Two of them. Oh yay! This is where my dice are going to turn on me, isn't it? It's a five and a twenty-one. Okay. 
evens or odds? Ah, uh, odd. This whole place is odd. <laughs> this this whole this whole place is odd. All right, you want the odds to be jet, or you want the odds to be aquamarine? To have odds be aquamarine. All right, go ahead and roll it. Tell me what you get. Nineteen. Okay, sounds good. As you grab the two plates together, um, you feel this shock of of energy, sort of feels like electricity. All of your nerve endings kind of light a fire, and um, and it rushes up your arms into your chest. You feel your your rib cage kind of contract, and um, you take this this deep breath and you feel your mind uh, sort of boggle for for a moment and as it starts to to reconfigure itself um, you instinctively hurl the jet blade just sort of uh, across the booth it lands about two feet away um, but the aquamarine one sort of sinks into your your hand in a way that is perfectly comforting and you hear now crystal clear in your mind ah there you are I knew there was part of you that was worthwhile in here thanks for that what is wrong with that one that was that one is like my skin's on fire It would have surely set it blaze if it could. <sighs> Thus we find ourselves in the same quandary that was in not minutes ago. That fiend. There's no better word for it. Bastard, perhaps. The bastard fiend of a blade. Pure evil. Pure chaos. To abandon it here would be to doom some other place. Perhaps every other time. I cannot merely allow it to wander free. And yet to carry both of us is... and require great fortitude. Hmm. So... A friend that might be able to carry it. Do or you? You know creatures of pure out. evil. I wouldn't say evil. He's not that bad of a chap. Nice enough. I, Unfortunately, I have another evil is what we require. I think this will work. And he pulls out like a length of rope and ties a little loop. Do I have to touch it to carry it? We shall see goes up and like kind of flicks it with his boot to get the like handle kind of pointed up throw. <laughs> as soon as I touch it uh, that is a 17 it flies into your hand Oosh, that's... and the shock raises up along you and 
as you look down around your fingers in jet black and bleeding red creeping from the tips of your fingers up your arms up to about midway up your forearm is this sharp jagged thorn like tattoo tribally covering portions of your skin and as you look to, to see what it is doing you feel this odd sense of nirvana this perfect calm sort of come over you and you look to the other side the other hand in this pearlescent silver and sea-like blue another tattoo however regimented measured perfectly organized from your fingertips creeps up your fingers about the same distance what is your kensai weapon Andrew? Uh, Kensai weapon is currently a dagger. What would you like it to be? Question. Uh... <laughs> One-handed sword <laughs> or axe is, is essentially what we're saying. Uh, axe. Axe? Okay. Um, hand axes, so you can throw them, or battle axes? T8 battle axes. axes? Yep. Okay. The shields fall off of them, and in dwarven design that mirrors the greatest smiths that your people have ever dreamt of. One, a jagged, metal, almost broken glass blade along a pure onyx haft the other a perfectly geometrically designed axe with a triangle head to both pierce and cleave the backside almost crystalline in its geometry you hear the voices creep up into your ears. There it is. Yes. Now, oh, my old foe. I know. But this one at least hasn't died yet. I know. I know. I'll claim this mind yet. Mind. <laughs> you always thought it's so a... small. Backtalker. Yeah. If we're going to be traveling together, you two better start getting along. At least it's the soul. Oh. Retorter. You know nothing as you never have. I'd like you to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, man. Oh, no. Oh, no. 23. 18 plus 5. You focus your mind and you press 
the voices into the back of your brain. The black one is Backtalker, the Blade of Chaotic Evil. And the Aquamarine is Retorter, the Blade of Lawful Good. Um, you literally rolled a two and a seven. So you 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 picked that on your own, just reading it off the list. Um, be happy you didn't roll things that were <laughs> not diametrically opposed. Your alignment is now true neutral. Uh, sorry about that. Um, oh, that's fine. If it tries to be anything else, uh, they will break your brain. Um, and they're essentially on a race for whichever one gets to claim your soul first. Hope you get it back to Greyhawk sometime. Yeah. I will okay. say, though, that the dice made that perfectly balanced. That was beautiful. Yeah. And- Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, and and if you want to know, uh, so the rolls, the 98 took us to the highest treasure uh, table. Um, the 16 took us to the sword of answering. Uh, the 10, because there's only nine of them, rolled for two. The two rolls, uh, first one was a two, so that's back talker. The next one is uh, retorter um, and a seven. So all perfectly random. Sometimes the dice have their own story they would like you to tell. Um, we're going to probably embellish them a little bit, but they are essentially two legendary blades. Um, both are a plus three. And uh, I don't know if they talked to you before, but they definitely do now. And um, yeah, they... And you, and you said my Kensai weapon changed as well? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to set it to so the bonuses apply correctly to long sword, but we know thematically. That's fine. Access. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you can use your reaction to make one melee attack uh, against a creature in your reach that deals damage to you. Uh, you have advantage on attack rolls and any damage dealt with this uh, special attack ignores any damage immunity or resistance the target has. What I will say is that the um, the blades will turn on you if you attempt to use them against people of their alignment too often. Okay. All right. This is something. I promise I used to run normal games. Once upon a time, I did. I swear. No, I love the it. The absolute fuck it. you did, Tony Stone. <laughs> I have been with beautiful. you since the beginning. No. Well, congratulations. I, I rode a horse into a funeral. You did. Oh. You did. You did. At this point, I would refuse to accept anything other than this campaign. <laughs> well, good. Um, so Grizz, uh, we're going to say that's the end of the shifting market because you guys can't add yeah. more things to your list of to-dos. Um, <laughs> you, you make your way out of the shifting market. It is much easier to leave than it is to arrive at. Um, as you guys are traveling your way back to the food cart, I would like you all to make me stealth checks. Oh, Kez, I'm so sorry. Uh, 19 for me. 19. 10. 10. 17. 
17. 30. <laughs> 30. Tom? Oh, you want one from me? Okay, not a problem. Oh, no, you're not there. Thank you. So sorry. I just, I got used to expecting everybody to be there. No um, worries. You guys do make your way back to the cart. And um, as you are traveling, you do... Um, you notice that there are no humanoids, no small folk, no civilized folk out and about at this time. But you do hear the the trailings of, of dragons, um, mostly young adult dragons up in the upper levels of the city. They are definitely the more populous of, of the of the true dragons. Um, it seems that many of them either depart the city to find true hordes and, and layers elsewhere, whereas the, the adults and, and uh, ancient worms of Draconopolis uh, are far more well-established, right? You can hear their scuffling up above. The fights that uh, ensue, and occasionally the night sky will light up with fire or electricity and gouts of poison and acid um, as dragons don't quite battle in truth but harry each other throughout the night you've made your way back to uh, Screamer screaming uh, meat cart What would you guys like to do? So Ryan has just been crying the entire, like the minute they got back. She's just not like <laughs> sobbing, but like she's just been, that's why she couldn't roll stealth. She's just been crying once they got back. Treasure's still trying to process that she has three <laughs> siblings, trying to remember their names and what it was like growing up. <laughs> There I'm are... gonna go. Go ahead. No, sorry. Go for it. Uh, Treasure. There are odd memories that are that y- you know you shouldn't have, but there are definitely there are definitely ones that you that are seeping into your consciousness. Um, the sort of memories like an odd bitterness about a doll or a dress that that was stolen and ruined a doll's dress that was stolen and ruined by one of your siblings. Um, and just little things that you feel like as, as the time and days stretch on, will begin to filter in more and more. The other thing she's going to do immediately as soon as she gets back, blood burner, where, where? Oh yes. As soon as you, (laughs) as soon as you cross back through, the um, through the pathway, you arrive uh, back in the tunnel, and um, in the tunnel, as you look, you you can see further than you ever could on the way there. Uh, dancing in the darkness, there is this this uh, small fire uh, that is burning, and as you walk towards it, it is blood burner. Um, but you look, as you get closer, you can see all along the walls, the floor, the, um, the ceiling, uh, are these 
deep axe gashes of that have been carved into this this concrete by by Bloodburner. Um, and when you arrive back, you can hear it screaming in your mind. Nothing in particular, just the bellowing rage of of a barbarian. Um, when you go to pick it up, it almost leaps into your hand. And the surge of bloodlust you feel is teeth gritting. But you're able to overcome it because it's, it's quickly begun to calm down. I'm so sorry. I had no idea that would happen. I panicked when I didn't see you there. Yes. Yes. This tunnel deserves to burn. Unacceptable. We have much to do. This is too far from my purpose. We have a lot to do, and there's a lot to explain about everything that happened in there. Uh, Let's get going. Yes. Only thing I require to know. Will it burn? I'm not sure if setting it on fire would work. Then leave it be. No matter. If it takes you again, I burn it all. I, I don't think I'll be going back. You don't have to worry. Good. Good. Or else there would be uh, more worry. Yeah, no, no. None of that. No. None of that. No. We have other things we got to get to. Yes. Uh, important things. The great game awakes back east. It does. And yes. there's there's the people that need our protection up with the Black King. Less interested in that. And there is, uh, there's some fey and some mummies we gotta deal with. Mummies, yes, I can burn them. Oh yeah, no, mummies and then turn burn. all the sand to glass, which I'm sure you'll be absolutely thrilled at. Exceptionally well. Yes. So we can chat this more up when we get back to uh, Screamer Screaming Meats. We will teach them. We will teach them what it is to know a dry heat. And she's just patting the axe as she's walking. <laughs> it's almost like patting cat. <laughs> it's not a dry heat over here, my goodness. <laughs> so, you guys do... Make your way back to Screeber's Screaming Meats. Um, what would you like to do? It is late. You are welcome to turn in for the evening. But um, there is potential for you to do more. Um, if you should so desire. I don't want to stop you guys. Oh, Talroth, you had you were in the middle of saying something and I literally cut you off. Please tell me, what, were you, what did you want to do? Uh, basically, when we got back... Um... Yeah, I'll just go into the kitchen, like the little kitchen area, get some, like, if there's any veggies or little leaves, and just feed my new pet rabbit, Monty. Okay. 
Yeah. Just got, yep, got like a small box for him. Put a sign on that says, not for cooking, do not eat. <laughs> okay. Do me a favor. Make me an animal handling check. <laughs> that 20 for a 23. That's really good. Yeah. So, so, um, Monty was pretty freaked out. Like he, you know, the blood burner just raging in the darkness. It, it, and he's a bunny man. Like he's ready to run. It's definitely hit him with some, like some primal, uh, some primal get away from the fire, get away from, from the danger, uh, vibes. But you're able to calm him down, and he uh, attaches to you super strong, um, knows that you're going to protect him, loves his little box, right? Big, big fan of that. So, yeah, absolutely. All right, now I just got to make sure Scrapers doesn't get it mixed up with food. <laughs> if I still have waffle or chicken, he's going in a box that says for eating. Okay. For Scrapers. <laughs> okay, great. There you go. Yeah, you can. Um, you, I think you had to trade the rest of your animals to get the spices for uh, for Mari. Uh, okay. Uh, so then I no longer have waffle. Uh, He's probably being eaten. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, uh, hey, happy days. No makeup today, but uh, it'll be back soon. I'm sure. I think as, uh, <clears throat> as you will come back, um, Navi goes into the joke that I think – has has been running uh since the haircut of uh kind of going over to uh to um to to Grizz and kind of going uh hey brother and kind of giving you a little pat on the head <laughs> um and weirdly like, used to this kind of get like gets like halfway through uh, and sees like uh sees um Soride, uh sort of looking as crestfallen as uh she does and the smile just instantly kind of drops um and uh the the dust starts to coalesce um as as uh, a knife sort of uh enters his hand he goes what's happened who do i need to kill no it's fine sorry it's just um no everything's <sighs> She just goes and gives Narvi a hug. Uh, yeah, Narvi kind of starts slightly uh, knife, uh, horrible looking. He's normal knife in sized, hand. isn't he? You what? Sorry. He's normal sized, isn't he? He is currently. <laughs> oh yay! She hasn't been able to hug a normal sized person. It's only like Chris and those Oh, I see. Yes, yes. yes person her side. <laughs> and the, yeah, the, she's the so excited. Of, this gnarly-looking knife kind of dissipates, and he kind of uh, hugs you back, and just kind of like looks around at the others, like with a slightly kind of quizzical look. Um, Make an insight check, Narvi. Ooh. Here we go. Is he any good at insight? He's got advantage on it. All right, let's do it. Uh, so that was an 11 on the first, uh, and a nat one on the second. 11. Okay. Um, so with an 11, I will say everybody looks a little unsettled. You're not sure why. Um, we went shopping. And, <laughs> and you're honestly not sure if they're all unsettled in the same way. Um, because 
I, I imagine Narvi is not the best with facial recognition. Um, but but you you do at least know that that for a fair number of them, this was kind of a this was an oddly stressful trip. Uh, I put tea on, um, and Navi kind of gestures towards the uh, the hob uh, area where there's just kind of a a pot of water with some like. Uh, dried basil kind of floating on top because uh, that's kind of tea in it um, <laughs> uh, and sort of says um, I can I can make you uh, a cup if you want actually uh, some tea does sound kind of nice and uh, maybe if we got some spare greens and or some veggies left over uh, I got a new pet hold up the rabbit oh uh, hello kind and gentle sir what is your name Oh, his name's Monty. I asked him. Uh, oh, you can talk to you can talk to animals. No, I'm fucking with you. I'm sorry. Um, it's oh, okay. a pleasure. It's a pleasure to meet you, Monty. Um, uh, this has been a bit of a weird kind of energy to come back uh, from. Um, did you find anything useful uh, whilst you were away? To shut up. Okay. Not you, not you. Sorry, not oh. you. All right. Uh, Apparently his, his swords talk. I mean, ain't heard nothing, so. Okay, tea for you. And he kind of uh, grabs one of the cups from uh, from where they are, scoops some up and kind of takes some of the bigger leaves out and kind of passes it to Grizz um, and does the same to everyone else uh, and kind of watches you expectantly. <laughs> uh, and Grizz does the exact same thing that Narvi did to him the first time they met and just pretends to take a sip. Thanks, delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so um, I guess you'll want to head hit the hay tonight. So you've got plans otherwise? That's, uh, you've just been shopping, so you've got anything? Me? No. Um, I mean, uh, it kind of looks over at Sarai uh, again and kind of uh, says... Um, I mean, I'm 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 ready to um, go to the Fairwild whenever uh, you are. I think um, the sooner we get out of here, the better. Um, since you've been away, um, the the there's a there's an interest, there's a an odd air um, about um, in the streets. I don't trust it. And some, get some sleep, and then uh, tomorrow we can figure out exactly where we're going to go. I think we have to head back to the kings, if anything else, just to check in with them, right? It's Faye. Well, we have to go back there anyway to get to the portal to the Feywild, right? Uh, well, no, I've, I've got the portal, and she'll hold up the cube. Yeah, uh, but we can't can't use the cube while we're in here. Oh, all right. 
Regardless, should we take Breton with us? We can't just, you know, leave the guy. Take him with us to the Feywild? No, 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 no. That'd be worse than this situation, I think. Uh, take him with us to the Black Kings, to oh. the House of Shields. If you'd like. I don't see why not. Hmm. Yeah, I know part of the issue we're going to have right now is Scrape has already said he wants to stay here. All right. In, in Dragonopolis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's keep an eye out for his kin. So before we take off, I at least want to make sure that... <laughs> I mean, he's he's over 120 years old as it is. I want to make sure he sees 121. At least. At least. Um... Yeah, I think for now, better rest to do us all good. It's been, I think, more emotionally draining than anything. Okay. Um, well, where where are we resting at the moment? Have we got uh, rooms somewhere in, in town? In an, in an underpass, right? Uh, yeah, we're in the cart. We're in the meat um, cart. <laughs> yeah. In you know. case, I think, I think uh, Navi kind of... Uh, Having having been looking for something to keep uh, keep himself occupied, he he got the got the tea on. Um, he uh, <laughs> he he spoke to uh, uh, spoke to um, the badger for a bit um, and uh, kind of got everyone's sort of sleeping arrangement sorted. I kind of go well, um, it's it's all ready for you. Uh, I'll 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 take a watch. Um, Make sure that nothing, nothing springs up on us. Um, Do you mind terribly if I join you? I'm not feeling like sleep, honestly. Of course. All right. And it sort of looks at the rest of you, gives gives you a nod, um, and kind of uh, yeah, walks over with with Saride, kind of crouches down, Slavic squat style. Uh, out of curiosity, the uh, like the tattoos is that showing that the swords automatically like attuned, or do I need to take time to attune those? They are they are both attuned. They take up one attunement slot. Um, you have to be attuned to both of them, otherwise your alignment fully changes to whichever one you try not to attune to. Uh, and if you do that, the other one will automatically attack you. Okay, but I, just one attunement slot for two of them. Yeah. <laughs> This is fun. Sentient swords, y'all. What? What? <laughs> it's not me this time. That's all I'm gonna <laughs> fucking say. It's not me this time. <laughs> um, before we go to bed, uh, I'm just gonna lesson both as a tune right now because he yeah uh, is gonna take off the bracer flying daggers. Okay. And just Taroth, I think he's best suited for you, right? Unless uh, Narvi, treasury of you have any use for throwing daggers? Uh, um, okay, thank you. Though. Uh, if I pick up anything else at this point, he's going to have a um, aneurysm. And she points to a blood burner. <laughs> this one doesn't talk to you, at least. I guess, Tarath? Yeah, as long as the weapons don't talk, I'll be fine with it. Thank you. Yep, there you are. <laughs> Each dagger sings a little song when you throw it, but that's just in your brain. Don't worry too much about it. 
Yeah, I mean, I'll hang on to it for the meantime, but yeah, if somebody else wants it, and I'll still pull out the ever-smoking bottle, I mean, this thing's still up for grabs if anyone cares for it. Well, you've had bad experience with the ever-smoking bottle. I've had a good experience, to be honest. It's just everyone else says it's a bad experience. Really? Really? Okay. I see the two people that are laughing specifically at that. Uh-huh. Okay. No, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, Don't worry about the swords, baby boy. You won't be alive in the morning to worry about I, it. See, oh. this is the kind of thing that the other smoke bottle does to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Cloud them in the darkness. Obscure their eyes so they do not see the flaying flesh that reaps from their bones. Isn't it better if they can see it, though? No. What's that? What? No. Imagine the surprise on their faces as the wind clears away the smoke, the ground soaked in blood. Silence! Thank you. Appreciate that, Retorter. It's Uh, quite all right. Uh, No talking to you. Don't worry about it. Oh. And Grizz is going to cuddle up against Benedict, get some sleep. Okay. Sounds sounds good. Um, you guys make your way through the evening. Your other compatriots helping with the watches. Is there anything in specific that Saride or Narvi would like to do or talk about before the morning comes? I'll let I'll let Saride go first. The Pharaoh first. <laughs> I'll go find her. Uh, I, I've put for the last year everything that I am into Thosen and I love him I love him so much I, I'm not sorry but there's more to the world and to me than just us. And I I saw this this part of me when we travelled that was broken and alone without him. And I, I know that if he When he goes, it won't be easy, but I can't be lost in him. And I don't think I really know who I am. I played because I was good at it but really all I ever was was pretty and then I found her because of Grizz and
I just don't know. You know? <laughs> I think Narvi kind of looks at you, blinks once or twice, <laughs> looks away and kind of goes, I mean, look, uh, if we're talking about not knowing who we are, you're speaking to the right person. Um, look, I get that um, giving yourself over to one specific thing in the grand scheme of things can seem selfish uh, but as as someone who has never really been able to see the smaller things it's those things that you need to hold on to with dear life they're the anchors otherwise you'd be adrift and I know anchors are you know binding and all of this but I don't know I think something that grounds you can only be a good thing also only been pretty fuck off what are you talking about? You're so much more than that. Absolute horse shit. Kind of gives you a shoulder bump. <laughs> that was very nice. I'll, uh, I'll choose not to tell Grizz that you called him one of the small things I should hold on to. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? <laughs> <laughs> He's different now, isn't he? I mean, I mean, I didn't want to ask, you know, but uh, something happened to him while he was over there too. And I trust Chris. I know that he's strong enough to handle fuck anything because <laughs> he has. And I'm not his mother or anything, so disapproving, which has never really done me any well with this group anyway, is uh, I don't think it would be a good idea, but I just need to say it to someone. I'm, I'm worried about him. I'm worried about you too, though. <laughs> Uh, you don't know um, but what tell, tell me a bit more about uh, what happened to Grizz I don't know we I was sort of stunned the entire time um, because of what I saw and then when we got back he had this these new not swords axes um, that have a very long sword feel to them and uh, 
and 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 the tattoos and and he's just talking to himself and he says he's talking to the axes but it's it's kind of like when when treasure would talk to bloodburner in the beginning or when Olerun would talk to Judy Dench. I can't Don remember Bringer. her name. Oh, there we go. Don Pringer. I... Do you think it's something that we need to be um, worried about in the immediate sense? Or... No, no, no. He's crazy smart and good. And he wouldn't do anything or bring anything here that would hurt us. I know that. I trust that. But it's weird talking to your weapons. I mean, right? Am I am, am I wrong? It's just weird. It doesn't quite pass the vibe check uh, for me. Um, <laughs> Not vibe. Look, as you say... I trust I trust that little bald dwarf with my life. Or oh, you know what I mean. Uh, if he's messing around with things that are messing back, then we're here. Yeah. I know. I know. It was a weird trip. It was a very weird trip. Yeah, I'm glad I not went, uh, didn't go, to be honest. Yeah. I, oof. Not entirely sure how that would have gone with you. No offence. Oh, I'm sorry. That I, was rude. Uh, there's, there's, <laughs> there's plenty of offence to be taken in the world. I don't think I'm going to take offence to that. Um, and he kind of chuckles a little bit under his breath. Um, he kind of waits for a second. He goes, um, you know, one of the benefits of, uh, not having any memories is that I'm a bit of a blank canvas. Um, and I don't want to pry into anything that uh, is too personal, but you know, um, if you wanted to talk about what happened, you could. I saw, I saw him dead and me mourning and broken and not able to move forward. And children. You had kids with Grizz. Oh, God, no. I'm sorry. Bad time. Oh, Bad time. God. How would that even work? I just, I just, it just had to, I, I, I had to say it. Lord, it, that would be like fucking <sighs> my gay brother. <laughs> <laughs> Just for punctuation, Grizz starts loudly snoring. And so <laughs> Grizz just farts. <laughs> <laughs> just a real long. 
<laughs> oh, I, oh. Uh, I although <laughs> I didn't really get a good look at the baby, it may have just been Chris. <laughs> After after that, <laughs> sort of like wheezing, and I think I think Navi uh, probably does uh, laugh quite similar to how I just choked. Um, uh, but after after an extent of sort of wheezed sort of laughter, he, he oh God. has healing healing hands pressed. Are you are you all right? <laughs> he kind of he kind of goes. Um, yeah, there's another small sort of quiet, uh, and he goes. The way I see it, you saw what could be, what might be, what could have been. End of the day, none of that fucking matters. We're right here, right now. Dozen's okay. He's safe. He's fucking good with his hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, oh, I said it. Um, it's all right. Listen, it's all right. <laughs> the point being is that that's not your present. This is. I don't really know what I'm saying with that, but I guess. I've got no then, I've got no past, I've only got now, um, and I'm getting a, I'm getting a then uh, with you lot, which is lovely. But in my time in the now, I've learned that actually being in the now is what's most important. You can think about what could have been or what might have been or what could happen in the future, but what's the point? It's just going to happen. And we'll, we'll try and stop whatever happens happening unless we want it to happen. <sighs> Fucking hell, words are hard. We will help with whatever you need. I know. You know this, is, this is the longest we've ever talked. <laughs> I'm getting more used to it, to be honest. <laughs> Very good at it. You should do it more often. Maybe not um, uh, when we're discussing things with the dragons. Uh, just for now. But eventually. Again, the whole taking offence thing. I'm not going to. I'm not going to, but uh, another little sort of shoulder bump. He goes, uh, um, all right, look, um, you need to get some rest. You're one of the speaking of speakers. No, I only need. You I only trans for four hours. It's fine. <laughs> Let's go stare at a wall. And think about flowers. You know, just elf shit. <laughs> you know, I don't actually sleep. I just sit and. Well, it sounds creepy when I say it like this, but I just sit and watch you all. <laughs> oh no. It does sound creepy. 
Yeah. I, I heard it coming out of, see, that's one of those instances mm-hmm. that I was just talking about, you know, don't think about the then or what could happen. But yeah. I thought about it and then I said it and, you know, we're just here now. Um, you're a good, you're a good. <laughs> you're also good, a good. Thank you. <laughs> he kind of chuckles and sort of like rests his head on the um, on the kind of um, on the wall that we're evidently sat next, <laughs> next sat to on. the next to one of the pikes that we line all the food on. <laughs> yeah. Just sort of like sticking into the back slightly, mm-hmm. um, and he goes, um, uh, "If you want to trance, uh, trance away. I've uh, I've got my papers on, not you." Uh, on the surroundings, don't you worry. It's all right. <laughs> he kind of, yeah, just sort of curls up a little bit and just uh, sits. Uh, and she waits. will, like, get up, turn around, sit back down, and then just stare <laughs> at the side of the car and then just whatever. I don't know how trancing works. <laughs> like, I think, I don't know. Just... <laughs> The night passes, seemingly without incident. What is this seemingly? I would like Narvi make me a perception check. Dangerous. That is an 18. Okay. Just before... By the time the party arrived late last night, it was well past midnight. Although their time in the shifting market was short, the travel time there and back ate up a bit of the night. You and Saride, neither of you uh, absolutely requiring the the full eight hours of, of rest, cover the shifts with a little bit of help. Clever stitch. And Narvi, you're up first and preparing tea quote unquote and a few people have come by looking for uh, breakfast as the cart has been serving a bit of of a soup kitchen like roll there is some food and you've sort of helped them about but just towards the end of the eight hours We'll say by 10 a.m. as people are getting up and are awake, um, if not absolutely, you know, not dead asleep, but they are still in the the rest period of of that time. You've looked around and you realize that um, while Brenton remains sleeping steadily, um, Screebers is not here at the moment. Danger! You, you, now, the, the party has told you many times that if Screebers is not present, there is imminent danger and you should duck and cover as quick as possible. Um, Narvi, what would you like to do? I think I just... Uh... Start. I, I start slapping faces with wet fish hands uh, as fast as I possibly can. Okay. Um, okay. 
nose grievers, nose grievers, nose grievers. Uh, what, 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 what do you mean, nose grievers? Th- there is no little, little goblin boy. Um, he's not here. Wait, wait, screamers ran off? I don't know. Shh. I haven't seen uh, Sword. What? Screamers missing. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, shit. All right. Wait, I haven't oh. seen this happen. Uh, <laughs> Treasure, but, can you help me get my stupid armor? <laughs> uh, absolutely. I'm go. Okay. Uh, last time screamers went, screamers went missing, we got attacked by something. Before that, last time Scribbles went missing, we got attacked by something. So basically, whenever Scribbles goes missing, we're getting attacked by something. There's a reason he's 151 years old. It's because he runs every time there's trouble. He's the danger canary to this entire group. And she's saying this as she's like lacing up some of the armor. for <laughs> I'm going to find Brenton real fast. Okay, yeah, Brenton is there. He is asleep. <laughs> Sorry, testing, testing. Yeah, I got you. I got okay. you. Sorry, yes. Um, Brenton is there. He is asleep. Um, he, he's right where you left him. Um, he seemed particularly exhausted when, when he got back. And he did have a wound um, that, with some magical healing, is, while infected, um, is is healing along nicely. Um, I'm, I'm sure Saride, uh, between you know, uh, lesser restoration and, and cure wounds and stuff has him well on the way to, to mending. Yeah. I'm going to just wake him up. It's mm-hmm. like, Brenton, hey, I know we just got back. I know yeah. you're just waking up, but right. we, mu- we might have some problem, some trouble incoming. We're not sure yet. Of course. All right. Um, yes, uh, um, please. Um, just have some coffee. I'm gonna go to my. I'm gonna go to my pack. Pull okay. out the flask that has a little bit of coffee left. Hand it to him, but I'm also uh, gonna hand him Monty. It's like, you protect this rabbit. Of course, right. Um, and and he 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 looks at you uh, as as a savior for his for his coffee addiction, and um, and he he drains it quickly. I would like all of you to make perception checks. Uh, as you as you get up and you are running around grabbing your armor looking for this danger that um, that is that ostensibly is here somewhere natural 20 for 27 of 30 cool oh, fuck you <laughs> what did you roll to get a 30 a 19 fuck you <laughs> 26, nice. Tom? Five. <laughs> sure. 14. Okay, nice, nice. Um, Tom, you you're, you don't notice, and Treasure, uh, let's say you're you're real focused on getting armor of, of uh, Saride on and, and stuff like that. Um, but as the other three of you are looking around, Screebers is not here. Um, but not only is he not here there doesn't seem to be an immediate any immediate danger you guys you know you 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 take the perimeter you check things out everything else sort of looks like it's exactly where you left it um so even if it's for whatever reason he left you're 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 just not quite sure um 
you guys are running around, you're checking everything, you're trying not to cause a panic with any of the civilians, or maybe you are, I don't know, some of the civilians that are that have come looking for food, and suddenly they're like, oh, what's what's happening? Um, and probably just as Saride finishes getting her, her armor on. Um, you look over to the edge of the underpass, and... Folded up against the corner of it is the pamphlet that Tarotha brought back from from the gathering. That was the that was okay. You saw that was the the meeting where it was. Um, it wasn't Dragonopolis for dragons, right? No. What? Because what? Which one was it? Can you remind them, Talroth? That meeting that he saw in that I don't I don't even know how to describe it. Part of town, yeah, was nothing but young dragons, dragonkin. Um, some dragonborn, but no human or humanoid looking. It was all mostly dragonborn. Mostly mostly dragonborn. Yeah, Mm -hmm. mostly dragonborn, some half dragons, and -hmm. uh, and some young dragons. Um, And it was at the edge of um, the Dragon's First region. It was at the edge of there. Um, And it did look like there was a Dragon's First dragon maybe present. Um, but that, that was not what the thrust of the meeting essentially was. Um, yeah. And the pamphlet, you said it's just, um, by the overpass. So the, the, there's like a corner to the overpass, right? And you guys are, are kind of parked up next to it. Right. And very much, um, it's like the book is is opened uh, to hold the place up against the corner. Does that make sense? Yes. So yeah, it's like it a does. book open, propped up mm-hmm. next to a corner. Ever on book. There you go. Um. Yeah. Is there anything extra written on it that we can see from here? From here, um, doesn't really Which look like it. I see. You, there's nothing written on the outside. <laughs> you guys have rolled super well. There's there's nothing written on the outside. It does look like it was placed there intentionally. Um, doesn't look like it has blown there by accident or anything along those lines. I'll go over and, and grab it. Yeah, it seems perfectly fine. It is um, opened. Um, it's written in Draconic. Do you speak Draconic? Do you read Draconic? No, but I have tongues, but I'm not going to waste a spell slot. I know someone. It's like, uh, hey, treasure. (laughs) Um, She's going to take it and read. Yeah. Treasure, make me an investigation check. Okay, not shabby. It's a 12. It's a 12 altogether. Nice. No problem. Um, 
it's super like it, it's very obvious. Um, so this is, you know, it's like a small paperback pamphlet. Um, you can see that the pages, these pages, have been flipped and reread many times, um, and it you're kind of starting in the middle of something. You don't. It's towards the end of the pamphlet. You don't quite follow. Um, do you take the time to read the whole thing? I am taking time to at least get like the bulk of what's going on. Yes. Okay. Great. So it, it does take you a few minutes and there's, there's definitely that, um, that harried, uh, moment. Like when you're reading the instructions for somebody and you read something and you're like, that makes no sense. I got to go back and start at the beginning and catch up to the point where I understand what the hell it is I'm, I'm reading. You know the words, but it just doesn't quite click. And to sum up the pamphlet, um, the pamphlet puts forth a an idea of um, dragon procreation that... Uh, that essentially says all dragon kin are distilled descendants of of true dragons. And true dragons are in and of themselves distilled descendants of the the greater draconic cosmology. All essentially descending from the dragon, the worm king. Right? Um it is why the scales of Dragonborn are not nearly as vibrant as the scales of true dragons. It is um, the reason that humans that uh, accumulate enough arcane power and energy, uh, or s- dragon hunters that steep themselves in the blood of dragons, uh, can become half dragons or or even full-blown dragons that dragons can procreate asexually by distilling their own essence into into younger generations um and it is very much a pamphlet of a certain claim your birthright a certain claim your dragon power um that the dragons have kept from the dragonborn their true destiny, their true purpose for too long. That these these dragons have created children purely to enslave them. It's very inflammatory anti-dragon language. And but it also is very um it's very Highlander. Uh, there can be only one, right? Kill enough. You're a white dragonborn. Kill enough of your friends. Drink their blood and become a real dragon, right? Um, and so, so there's a bit of madness to it. Absolutely. That's kind of why you're like, oh, okay, I had to go back and get that. The reason you needed to know that is because towards the end of the pamphlet, once it has laid out what is, as far as you know, make me a history check. 
Professor Treasure's still in the house with a natural 19 and a four. Nice. So uh, yeah, nicely done. Nicely done. So, um, dragon procreation is actually a bit of a, a bit of a intellectual like mystery. Um, some dragons are born in hatches and clutches, the same way we would expect any um, humanoid reptilian creature to to be produced. Right, fertilized eggs, um, bit of mama, bit of papa, get get new dragon clutches, right? There are, however, anomalies in and of that. There are stories of um, of people ascending to dragon uh, kind, right? They're usually myths, but the fact that they are treated very much like real here. Um, but there are also very much like confirmed instances of uh, asexual procreation of dragons, of draconic reincarnation from, from worms into... Uh, newborn dragons. Um, so, th- so there's a lot of mystery because there's a lot of variation to how dragons are reproduced, right? And it seems very much that in Draconopolis there is a central theory that there's essentially a a, a finite amount of like dragonness per color that has been spread throughout the people, and it. And it continues beyond that into the cosmos and the multiverse and all of those sorts of things. None of that is super important at the moment, but what is important is that at the end, it talks about draconic creatures that exist outside of the draconic wheel. Um, they call them false brethren. Or imposters, or servitors, cheap imitations. Um, wyverns are listed among that number. Um, lizard folk are described as a uh, evolution of of planar lizards, right? Um, Kobolds are described as the dregs of shredded scales from great worms of the past. Each one no more important than a scaled shield that one might slough off every season. They are and can never be true dragons. They are only good to serve and die and are better served by dying in mass. Guys, I think Screebers chose his major, and it's violence. 
I'm going to look around to see if, <laughs> and if any of Screevers's belongings are also missing. Like, did he pack everything of his up and go, or is all of his stuff still there? Yeah. Make an investigation check. Whilst he makes that investigation check, have I been misunderstanding this this entire time? Is is Screevers a cobalt? Yes. <laughs> Totally thought it was a gobbo. Oh, <laughs> totally thought it was a goblin all this time. I'm so Cobalt. sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> Cobalt was used to have a Fu Manchu. This is relevant right now. Oh. oh. <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, little bit eugenicsy, but I don't really. Oh, no way. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, that's a twenty-one on investigation. Nice mm. Uh, anybody else? 21 is good enough. That's yeah, fine. I'm about to cast locate person once he That's fine. That out. Uh, but you know what? We're going to find out about all of that when we come back from break. <sighs> I know I'm the worst. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out. We will see you in just a minute. But until then, stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. We are Random Encounter Productions. I'm Cody Stone. With me tonight, we have... Oh, uh, Tom playing Navi, the reborn uh, Rune Knight Hexblade. Hey, I'm Meg. Merry and brighter, my nipples. And I'm playing Sarai Landir, the Eladrin Knowledge Cleric. And I'm Andrew. I am playing uh, Grizz, the the bald monk ranger. My baby. Yeah, I'm playing Meg's baby. And I have to follow up that act. I'm Kez, and I'm playing Treasure Nightcrafter, the Tiefling Barbarian. And I'm Mars, playing Tarotho Complete, the Wood Elf Scout, who has no talking weapons or weird dreams or anything crazy happening. Just a guy and his pet rabbit. There you go. Uh, tell Harvey we said hi. Uh, it's good. It's Monty. Monty. I, know, I was making a Harvey joke. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> we do need a baseline person to make all the rest of the weirdness uh, appear weird. So thank you for, for falling on that blade, Talroth. Uh, this is Disasters in Danger, a D&D 5e high fantasy game. And we're diving back into it. You guys had just discovered that um, Screamers, the Cobalt, uh, <laughs> disappeared after... I know, I know. After reading a terribly inflammatory uh, pamphlet that seems to be really focusing on um, rallying up a a discontent uh, of the dragonborn population here in Draconopolis. Uh, you guys have discovered he is gone, and Tauroth had just gone to look, and search and see if his stuff was gone. And as you go through his things, Tauroth, um, you had rolled a 21, and as you dig through his things, uh, not all of it's gone, but you do discover a, a couple of odd little little bits. Um, there is in in his chest in his travel pack, right? Uh, Twenty one is enough to find that he does have like a small false bottom uh, in his in his travel chest, um, and it. And when you open and remove that, it does look like a few things are um, are missing. Uh, it looks like it doesn't like it's got some glasses, some potion sort of 
uh, vile-looking things in there. Um, not all of the rack is full. And you can see that there is... It's got, like, laid-out places for stuff, right? Um, there's a there's a place for a dagger that, that has been taken out. And there's a place for, like, a, um, a belt that seems to have been removed as well. Okay. As I'm going through that, when I mm-hmm. find that false bottom... I'm not going to make it known to everyone else that Squeebers was hiding stuff. Okay. If that's if that's personal to him, it'll stay personal to him. But I'll make I'll make note of yeah, stuff looks like it's missing. Yeah, some of his stuff, not all of it. He didn't take everything, but yeah, some of it for sure. All right. Um, so yeah, near as I can tell, he took a weapon or something with him, so he's out somewhere. Yeah, just. Just gotta find him. Uh, All right. Wait, let me see that pamphlet. Uh, I'll take that and hold it up to Benedict. Can you get a scent? And he's that with advantage. That's more. Uh, Talroth, do you still have Scrapers' weird nose ring? I gave it no, back I, to him. No, I gave that back to him. Ah, it's a twenty-three. Uh, twenty-three. Yeah, um, Benedict does pick up a scent, and and will begin to Scooby-Doo lead you guys uh, through the roads of of Draconopolis. Is there any other um, preparations you would like to specifically take? I just want to make sure Brenton does not leave the cart. That he just kind of stays here, yeah, takes well, care of Monty, yeah. but also just whoever's staying behind, just keep things calm. Yeah, and and everybody else is on it. Everybody agrees. As you guys are traveling, uh, following the scent, uh, tracking Benedict, you watch as Benedict leads you. Um, towards the center of town, but rather than traveling through the major thoroughfares, looks like Screepers was traveling through a lot of the back alleys, a lot of the smaller, more intricate places, and he does, at one point, begin to descend into the storm drains and and waterworks um, beneath beneath the city. Um... As you guys make your way down there, uh, do does anybody need light to see? You all have dark vision. Yep. Okay. Sounds good. Do 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 do. Awesome. So as you guys are making your way throughout the depths of Draconopolis. You start to realize that there is a very intricate city deep beneath this surface. It is a place that um, it is a place that is definitely built for and by both dragons and non-dragons. And while the architecture doesn't match the underground that you had experienced in either Cardian or Dorian's Dawn. There is um, 
it is definitely designed. The, this is part of a large city planning sort of project. And as you're going, you can see that there are walls and tunnels that have been walled off. Places of the city that no longer need whatever function they were serving prior to, whether it was for travel, for maintenance, for drainage, any of those things, but things that have been sealed off. And it is down one particular tunnel that you do turn and begin to twist your way down. Benedict continues to lead the way, and in this dusty cavern, you begin to press through deep cobwebs and thick layers of dirt. And it's here that you can see, even as skilled and stealthy as he may be, even Screebers is leaving behind some tracks along this along this path. Right? As you are going, I would like all of you to make me perception checks. You can use your passives as a floor. Stick with my passive, which is 19. Okay. It's an 18 from Navi. Passive is 17. I'll stick with my passive, which is 11. Out of 24. 24. Okay. Sounds good. As you guys are traveling, you can see that the tunnel begins to narrow deep into the walls and the bones begin to twist back and forth. There is a broken piece of thick slab that is it's small. Screebers had to squeeze his way through here. And you can see the parts um, right at about what would be Screeber's waist height where his metal belt or you could easily assume um, scraped along the sides of the stone beyond the stone though is what is more interesting you can hear what sounds like crushing rock and draconic roars as a battle of some kind rages probably 60 feet beyond this this pass what would you guys like to do um this sorry so this this sort of crevice um does it does it just look like uh is it like eroded rock or is it um part of a sort of like a a built up um, so drainage definitely constructed wall okay okay um not bricked, but large stoned that has been cracked and part of it has been pulled away to let a small creature squeeze through here. Kobolds are exceptionally good burrowers, in case you did not know. 
Um, I didn't know he was a kobold, so. So there you go. <laughs> um, but all of this down here is not natural stone. This is worked uh, stone walls or uh, raw granite that has been etched and cleaned in into constructed stone. I mean, what do we do if he's if he's through there? He might need help. Or you said it, it's too small for any of us to really get through. As it it, it would be, you would be, um, you would be crawling and squeezing your way through. It, it is. It would take um, the five of you, each of you, maybe a minute to travel to travel the distance you're guessing. At the size the tunnel is now. Giant badger with a burrow speed. That will help. Behind a tunnel for medium creatures. There you go. Okay. So uh, because it is stone, he can do it in probably half that time. If there's anything you guys would like to do to assist him in this endeavor, uh, now is the opportunity. Bless. Okay. I mean, it's rock. I don't know if you guys have pickaxes or, or shovels or anything like that. Lots of things come in adventuring packs that people never look at again, but um, it's up to you. I mean, most of, my, most of my adventuring pack got destroyed by um, that little weird goblin or no, gnome from before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, sorry, he's, he's a cobbled. Uh, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I, I think... Um, Sort of seeing the, the the task at hand, uh, Navi's uh, Navi sort of puts his hand to the to the to the sort of rubble uh, at his feet, and uh, from it coalesces like a pickaxe kind of um, contraption nice. from uh, from uh, that, uh, and he starts trying to help as best he can. Fantastic! That. Make me an athletics check. Anyone else digging in? I don't know how much because I have crowbar, hammer, platoon. I don't know how much any of that would help. I mean, cro- crowbar and hammer couldn't hurt if you want to mm-hmm. dive in. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely help. Athletics, you said, right? Please. 23 from Narvi. 23 from Narvi. Uh, 13 plus 9 from Treasure. 22. Uh, what is the burrowing speed of Benedict? Uh, 15 feet. 15 feet. Okay. Yeah, you with the help, you guys do get it up to to the full fifteen feet, even going through the thick stone, uh, maybe even a little a little faster. So I'm gonna say instead of the four rounds, the what is that twenty four seconds? You're, you're gonna make it about eighteen. So you guys are are you dig in there? You get the shovels, you get the crowbars. As Benedict is pulling out stones. You're right behind him, sort of getting your hands uh, just near his badger-like claws and catching stuff and kind of flinging it back back behind you. Um, and as Benedict comes bursting out into the area, um, who is in front? I would say either Narvi or Treasure, because they are helping. I'll say I'll say Navi is probably uh, this time just because he was quite um, yeah quite intent on getting through. Okay, <clears throat> nice. Um, as you come uh, bursting into this area, it is a large, perfectly circular 
uh, sort of descent. And it, it is about 300 feet deep. And the diameter of it is about 100. Let's call it 120 for, for distance measuring purposes. Okay. There are walkways all along the walls. It's very much like a spiral uh, walkway. And the it's about 20 feet um, of path for you guys to walk along this edge. And that's where you come sort of bursting out of out of the side. And uh, Narvi, just as Benedict rounds out of the way, your face lights up and you feel the heat of this wicked fire blast um, as it reflects off of the scales of this brass dragon. And you look across the way and it it actually looks like there's they're both brass dragons that are uh, digging out of and just biting and, and roaring and screaming. They are they are in the pitches of of a feverish battle. Um and both are immune to fire and the fire breath you notice is is less of like a, I'm going to hurt you with this and more of like a, I am so pissed off. I am just fuming with fire at this moment. I would like everybody to flip for initiative. I don't know what's happening and I'm scared and I'm ready. All right. I'm on a nine. Who is above a nine? Okay. Yeah, I believe it is Grizz, Tauroth, then Saride, my guys, and then Treasure and Narvi. Um, Narvi, you roll out of the way enough to let people, you guys make it to the door. I'm not going to make you waste your turn crawling to get into the area. Um, What would you like to do? Just so clarify, it's the two brass dragons are fighting with each other? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Grizz is uh, just kind of taking in the situation. I'm actually going to hold my action to dash. Okay. Um, if you'd like, as a bonus action, you can um, make a perception check to see if you can find Screamers. Oh, yeah. You know he came this way. Uh, that is a roll for 13. 13. Okay. Uh, let me... Uh, you, you do not see him at this moment. Um, oh no, you just see him. I'm so sorry. I misadded those. You just, uh, see... Um, sea screamers as these two brass dragons that have the large, uh, their wings are sort of fin-like, like they cover the hallway it goes all the way down their tail um, and they're definitely like spiral snapping at each other uh, the tail of one of them whips past uh, Grizz and uh, you see holding on to the tail uh, a little red kobold with a, with a Fu Manchu just flailing, uh, flailing about. So he, does he look like he's attacking it or riding it? You're not sure. You just barely saw him, so you haven't figured that part out yet. 
Okay, I'm going to point him out to the party. Okay. And then... I... Uh, hold uh, again. I'm going to continue to hold my action to dash as soon as somebody like we get more information. Sure. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you, Chris Tauroth. You see Screebers. He is holding on there. <sighs> yeah. Uh, and these are. I'm guessing these are young dragons. They're adults. They're full adults. Okay. Um. Ooh, they big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they are huge. They are not the oldest, but they are definitely um, like the the young adults that the young ones that were just causing a ruckus overnight. These guys are they are bigger and more uh, focused than that. I will say. Can I try to figure out if Screebers is I don't know like attacking one of them or trying to ride it or absolutely yeah make an insight check to see if you can figure out. What he's got going on. Okay, not bad. Uh, 18. 18. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the Wands Creepers is on. Um, he is holding on and and riding. He is... Um, it does not look like he is trying to uh, hurt this one. And actually, that's the one that deflected the, the fire breath with its wing, uh, in an effort to protect Screebers. Is there anybody riding the other dragon? Not, uh, if you want to spend your other action for perception, you can. Yeah. That is a, oh, much better, 25. No, there is nobody riding the other dragon. And no saddle or anything like what Screebers is on? Mm Mm-mm. It has some adornments. It has some um, mostly jewelry up and around the face, so like rings and piercings and things like that. But no, uh, shows no, like there's no dragon rider on it. Okay, that's basically my turn then. Okay. Uh, so ride. Okay. How far from us, from me, is Screamers? I'm going to say 90 feet. Okay. Then I can't do the stupid thing. That's good. Okay. Um, I can do different stupid things. Those are, those are pretty much the only options. Yeah. Well, um, our, where we are, are we essentially physically on the side of the dragon that has Screevers? You guys are seeing them both, so I'm going to say you're about uh, you are about a three. You're seeing about a quarter of the um, of the aggressive dragon, and you're seeing the back three quarters of the one that's uh, protecting Screevers. Okay, then yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some a different stupid thing. All right, let's I'm, do I'm it. Casting tongues on okay. myself. Okay. I am going to. Uh, oh god! I'm going to um, summer bamf thirty feet. Okay. As a bonus action, use my movement to move another thirty feet, sixty feet away. Okay. And in 
Which, which direction are you running? Up, I'm running away from up the, the spiral group. or down the spiral? I'm going to run up. Okay, running up the spiral. Got it. Up. And I'm going to say a draconic to the um, non Screamers dragon. Okay. Uh. Oh god, I can't think. My brain is shutting off. Um If you think If you think that little that little one is something to to mess with, why don't you try picking on something a little bit bigger, far prettier, and a terrible bit pow- more powerful, you bitch. Okay. At this point, um, I'm going to use my held action dash to just run forward. <laughs> <laughs> are you following Saride or are you running away from her? Uh, Up the spiral or down the spiral? I think down the spiral is towards the two dragons, right? Uh, they're about floating midway. Yeah, they're, you're, they're on level with you right now. They're big enough that if we go up or down, they're there, right? Yeah, yeah they're going to be there for a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Down the spiral. Down the spiral. All right. So you're about 90 feet from Saride at this point. Um, you guys are, I'm going to say, 120 feet from the top. So that puts you uh, 300 feet. So you do the math. That amount down. 180 feet from the bottom. Um, it is dragon turn next on a nine, right? Nobody else above nine? Cool. Um, the I'm going to call him the wicked dragon. Uh, sort of peer, twists its head past uh, past its foe, and uh, Saride, you understand, but as uh, but treasure, you do as well. Um, in Draconic, it says, "Do you see what this has wrought? Now the little ones are scrambling around everywhere. I told you, don't bring them down here." Uh, and it is going to uh, rear its its head back. It makes an attack against the uh, against its dragon foe, and um, it does get a bite into it. But the damage it rolls is not super great. Um, so this, as it talks, it sort of snaps in there, and then it whips its body around and is going to fling its tail out at Saride. Uh, that is a 21 to hit. Uh, so, that is going to be uh, 13, 19, 19 points of bludgeoning damage. Um, as the tail whips into you, um, you sort of stutter... Uh, stutter back a step and uh, just then the the one that Screebers is on is going to turn its head distracted to sort of see what is what is happening and then the two claw attacks come burrowing from its foe and oh that's a natural 20 okay uh, the other one misses though that's good so that is going to be 30 points to the to the dragon and it looks like they've been fighting they're both bloodied um, neither of them is like on death's door, but they, they've got some wounds on them. Right. And it turns its head. And says, 
I don't know. What are you doing? Oh. <coughs> that was not good. I should not have done that. I should have, should have not done. And you just hear his screamers. You gotta focus. That's not the way you win a fight. What are you doing? And then Screamer, Screamers looks over and sees you guys. Hey! Oh, God, what are you doing here? We came for you. Oh, that's really nice. You gotta, you should get out of here. There's dragons fighting. You should get out of here. There's dragons fighting. Okay, good idea. And he lets go. No, fucking fuck, Screamers. Why are you like this? How high, how high is he? He, so he is about a hundred and um, hundred and eighty feet from the floor. From from Featherfall. The, from below. He you don't need to. He cast Featherfall on, on, on This goddamn himself. little man is gonna kill me. Oh my god. Um and and his friend looks looks down. Uh Be careful. No, it's okay. My friends are here. Uh, after Screamers is... Is it Tom or Treasure? Is it Narvi or Treasure? I was five. Treasure. Oh, God. Okay. Um, Screamers is slow falling. The dragons are fighting. They don't seem to have involved us just yet, but I want to make sure we can get Screamers um, towards us. So I'm going to start running as fast as I can down towards wherever he's going. So down that spiraling okay. to try to intercept him. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. You start taking off down, uh, down the spiral, dashing as you go. Screamers is falling uh, 60 feet around. Um, you guys are, I'm not going to calculate the circumference of a circle. It's probably three times as long for you to run around that direction. Um, so if any of you want to jump off, you can. But that is up to you. Uh, any bonus actions, Treasure? Uh, I don't believe I have. Uh, I'm. I don't think raging's going to speed me up. No. So. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Sounds good, Narvi. Um. Uh, question for you, DM. Yes. Uh, how far away are these two dragons? How far away is the wicked dragon from us, literally, right now? Um, after its turn, 60 feet. After its turn? Yeah, no, no, so now, now it is 60 feet. 60 feet away down? It is in the center of the large circle. Yeah. So, so you come out of the wall, it's a big spiral, you're essentially spiraling around them fighting, and they're kind of, they're kind of twisting and fighting. So, 60 feet from the edge of that, of that walkway, it over open air. Is is where it cool. is. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I think <sighs> this is this is sleep deprivation. But I think um, uh, Navi's going to sort of like look around and kind of do the minimal maths that he can do, and he's just going to start sprinting up the okay. um, up the up the incline um, as far as he can um, uh, in the hopes of. Uh, Jumping off onto this uh, 
onto this uh, dragon, copper dragon. Uh, like he wants to yep. get to a trajectory where he can actually get on top. Cool. And as he as he runs, uh, he starts to his bulk starts to increase and increase and increase until he's um, uh, large, um, category large. He's a big stompy boy. Nice, um, nice. And I think that's all for now. Okay. So yeah, with your action and your dash um, and your normal speed, you basically get up to where Sarite is and you see the where she's just been sort of tail whipped in into the wall over there. Grizz has traveled down. Treasure has traveled down. Tauroth is where we left. I, I had it moved. Yeah, you, you got out and you like assessed everything and all of your friends essentially split in two directions as Screebers took a nosedive off of off of the dragon um and yeah i think i'm just gonna um so that was my bonus action um i'm gonna can i can i hold my action to it was your action to dash oh action sorry yeah you're right so movement dash uh bonus action to in 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 biggin um i think um at that point uh i have the great sword in front of me and i kind of um like uh, put myself in front of Sarai so that she hopefully doesn't get hit again. Cool. Um, and uh, just kind of wait watching. Uh, okay. And that's my turn. Sounds good. Uh, new Thank round. Thank you. My son ran away from me. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh. Dragons are on an eight. Uh, as best I can see, Narvi is first, then Treasure, then Grizz. Uh, I what is Tauratha make? I it blurs it out. It's it's censoring. Yeah, I realized I'm on an eight. Eight. Okay. Um, eight sound- is a sexy number. It's fine. Sounds good. Uh, Narvi, you you get up there. You take a stance. You get in between the dragons. Uh, are still fighting. You are above them. Um, you can use your movement and an athletics check and try to jump on on one of them. I'm gonna do it. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna try and jump on Wicked. Uh, try for try for a grapple if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Make the make the athletics check first for the jump. Uh, what's so your I do get this at, at advantage because of the embiggened. Uh, didn't really need it. That was a twenty-five. Nice. And your strength score is. Uh, my strength score is a an eighteen. Yeah, you. You get with the height and your check and your being big, yeah. You get a good launch uh, off of there. Um, you you think for a moment because they're kind of upright, so their heads are up here, their wings are are kind of on the side, and you think for a moment like, "Ooh, I'm right at head height. I'm not gonna make the head. I'm not gonna make the head. I'm not gonna make the top legs. I'm not gonna make the top legs. I may not make anything, but you do get uh, towards the bottom leg, the bottom claw." And uh, go ahead and make me a um, athletics check for grapple. Excellent stuff. Uh, oh, that was the first one was an eighteen, so uh, for twenty six all told. Okay. Yeah, twenty six. Okay. Yeah, you you get a hold of it. You're holding the sword in one hand. You you get your your big boy arm wrapped around its um, its hind claw. And just even your weight and and the momentum you have as you start to pull it down, it lurches. And for a brief second, you're like, oh, shit, we're, we're both falling here. But you don't. Um, it, it recovers and it looks and sees you uh, down down on there. Um, I'm going to say the grapple is 
part of an attack action. So you have yeah. a, another attack if you would like to make it. Oh, cool. Um, but you can't use the greatsword one-handed. Uh, no. Um, in which case, I think um, I will probably forgo... This is a bit a bit fucky, uh, and you're allowed to say no, but um, am I able to action surge um, in the midst of an attack action? Uh, so action surge to uh, change the shape of the um, of the, uh, the the weapon in my hand, sure. and then take the second attack. Yeah. You can divide up your attacks with movement. I'll let you divide it up with with that action if you want to. So, Absolutely. Bit fucky, but thank you very much. Uh, so it's now it looks like a rather mean longsword. Okay. Um, uh, so that will oof, that's not going to hit. Uh, <laughs> that's a fifteen to hit. Uh, fifteen does you hit it, but it doesn't break the scales. Uh, AC of these are eighteen. Cool, 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 cool. Um, and I just sort of like look up at it and kind of growl menacingly. Um, in uh, in draconic. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> You hit my friend. I'm gonna hit you, um, and that's my turn. Nicely done. Uh, it yeah. It it looks back at you, and um, you hear it just sort of uh, in draconic. It doesn't even bother talking to you. It it only seems to be addressing the other dragon. Um, you would choose these rats over your own kind. Um, Treasure, I believe, is next. Is it Treasure or Grizz? It's me, I believe. It's Treasure. Go for it, Treasure! Um, she's gonna look down, shout to Screamers, Are you okay down there? Yeah, as long as they don't fall on me, I'll be fine! Okay, she's gonna shout to Talroth, We got an elevator ready? And she's gonna hold her action for Tal for Talroth to do his thing. Okay. Um, and just wait to attack as soon as she can. And I recommend you run closer to me because I know we are further apart. Okay, I will try to run closer to you and see how fast I can go. Yep. Treasure goes down. Oh crap! And she comes. <laughs> she comes back up a bit. <laughs> um, yeah, no problem. Uh, Grizz. And we started at, you said, 180 feet where we came out at? Yes. Okay. So that puts me at 145. He's going to use his movement to go down another 35. Okay. Uh, we're going to bonus action, step of the wind. Okay. So another 35. I mean, it's 75 feet, and then Grizz jumps off the spire. Okay, sounds good. What I'm going to say is that the um, because you're going around the circumference, it will basically treat it like difficult terrain. So for the 35 feet you traveled, you went down 35 feet. You ran okay, a total so, of 75. You went down 35 feet. Okay, so... It's a steep incline. Okay, so that must be at 110. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay. Yeah, jump off. Off the spire you go. Slow fall? Uh... The monk slow falls, so it doesn't slow fall. It's I just get to negate 25 points of damage. Nice. Okay. So um, 25 points of damage. Uh, make me an athletics check or a acrobatics check as you make your way down. In another plane of existence, Medusa 
sits up and smiles. <laughs> As he jumps, Chris is like, oh, I've never done this before. Uh, 30. A 30? Okay, yeah, absolutely. So uh, for you're at 110 feet. For every 10 yep. feet, it is a, a D6. So that would be 21 D6 halved. Um, so I'm just going to roll. Does it top out at 20? Uh, it, it tops out at 20. It's it should 1 be D6 five. for every... It's 1d6 for every 10 feet. That's right. So it should be 10, oh. 11. It should be 11. That I said, I don't know what, how, I know what I did. <laughs> I'm like, oh, if I was, it was 21. <laughs> oh no, it's 11. I, I have made a miscalculation. <laughs> That's the real shit, 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 shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Half twist, double tuck, realize you should have hit the ground about 10 seconds ago. <laughs> no. Where's the pool? Where's the pool? <laughs> Uh, okay, so let's see. That is 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. That's negated. Uh, so you're going to end up taking seven points of uh, fall. Oh, uh, deuced. So you're going to end up taking four points of fall damage. Okay, is, is that, is that halves, uh, before or after the 25 is negated. Ooh, yeah, I guess it would be after. So so nothing. There you go. Lands. Uh, he's going to plot his longbow okay. for the first time as well. Uh, been a while since I've done this either. Hey, get down here, you scaly fuck. You're going to fire twice. Okay. And that is... With the first attack, um, 25 to hit. Hits. Um, I've already used my bonus action for Step of the Wind. I'm going to activate Favored Foe. Okay. Don't do anything on this attack. Um, second attack is another 25 or all 17 nice. again. Um, so first attack is a D8 plus... Four, so ten points of damage from the first one. It is non-magical. Okay. Uh, second one. What's the paper talk An extra D6. Uh, another ten points of damage. Nice. Okay. Yeah, the two, the two arrows go sailing up past Screebers, who's... What? Hey! And um, they catch the the dragon in the in the haunches in the leg in his dragon butt um it is Talroth's turn all right i'm going to start running down a little bit to kind of meet up the treasure mm-hmm. and as i'm doing that i'm reaching behind my cloak to put my hand on the shards of gyron's staff that i'm still attuned to yes i'm gonna reach out and just clap her on the shoulder cast fly okay sounds good and just kind of look at her, go. And then I'll start booking it back up the other way. Okay. So okay. I'll use uh, movement, rest, and then bonus action dash to keep going up. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, after Tauroth, it is dragon time. Oh, uh, you had a held action, treasure. Yep, and that's just going to be to get myself closer to the dragons okay. now with the fly. Yep. I don't know if I am close enough to thwack them with... Um, it's your action to dash. Uh, so, to yep, not that. yet. 
<laughs> so you can't thwack him yet, but next turn you will be able to. You will be close enough for thwacking. Yeah, you uh, you have a 60-foot fly speed for the next 10 minutes as long as I keep concentration. Yeah, so you can easily get there. Um, luckily, the dragon does not see the staff of Gyron, so that's good. That doesn't change this entire uh, fight. Um, Hidden behind my cloak for a reason. <laughs> um, bad guy. Wicked dragon. Um, still not looking at any of you guys. Still not not caring or addressing you. Um, just talking to his friend. They steal. They steal our blood. Our very essence. Our scales. Our hordes. You defend them. There's so much life in these creatures. You knew that once. I was blinded. You've been corrupted, my friend. I I don't understand. Don't worry. I'll show you the way. And you see him... Hold on. This is going to make a difference. Ooh. takes a deep breath of his fire into his body and he aim he looks at the dragon and he aims down um i need grizz narvi treasure to make dexterity saving throws. Narvi, yours is at disadvantage because you have to hold on to a dragon. Ooh. This is an effect I can see, correct? Yes, yes it is. Oh, thank oh, Christ no. for the advantage. <laughs> 19. Okay. Um, yeah, DC is 18. Uh, who saved? Who failed? I see the natural one, Grizz. Uh, okay. So, that is going to be for speed. I'm just going to take the average here. So, it is 45 points of fire damage. So, I have fire resistance. So, Uh, reduce it to 23. So, poison resistance. That does not help. Um, actually, hold on. Because I I know what has to happen here. Um, It's not going to matter for Grizz, because he failed. He had a natural one. Even the plus five for three-quarters cover is not going to help him. Um, And Tom, it can't help you. So that's going to stay the way it is. Um, our, Our friendly dragon is going to use his reaction and essentially his turn to um, sacrifice dive to protect Screebers because even half fire damage could could really screw up Screebers. Um, He ends up crashing into the wall and he starts to lose flight and you can see his claws actually begin to to dig in and start to tear part of it out because brass dragons do have a burrow speed. 
Um, so he, he kind of starts to burrow his way in there. Um, that is it for the dragons, and Screeber kind of kind of shields himself from the falling from the falling debris. And uh, so he's gone. He's at one twenty. He's at. He's got sixty feet. He's got one more round to fall. It's like this doesn't go any faster. This is not good. Okay. Uh, question. Yes. I saved and have half. So how much did I take? You would take twelve. Twelve. Okay. Thank you. You got it. So ride. Okay. Um, how f- how far from me is the the good dragon? Uh, you can just see its tail. It's probably ninety-ish feet. How does he look? Um, he's bloodied, for sure. He's okay. not. It's a it take a couple of good hits, but he's not. Um, he's got definitely more than one round in him. Okay. I'm going to move. I'm going to use my movement to move back down 30 okay. feet, which will put me within 60 feet of him. Okay. And still keep me, I think, in. Um, Bless you. Sorry. Okay. Um, within range of Narvi. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to cast. Mask your wounds. Okay. On um, Huff the Magic, uh, Narby, and myself. Okay. Ooh, 23 points. Nice. Incredible. Um, hold on, let me put that up. No, just heal me. How? I don't like this new overlay that <laughs> D&D Beyond has done. Yeah, no, I don't care for this. I don't care for this at all. Sounds all right, good. so that was action, and then... I can't do anything, because all my bonus actions are, um, are heals as well. All right. I think. New round. <sighs> Dragons are on a jack. Who's above a jack? Looks like it is Grizz. Grizz, you are up. What you got? Uh, ooh, so that guy crashed pretty close to me, huh? Uh, yeah, he he had to dive a bit. He is 80 feet above you, kind of burrowing into the wall. Um, it's not like a little bit of fire is going to stop me. Get with the arrows. Okay. Taking pot shots. Uh, that is a 16. I'm going to spend a key point to increase with uh, Kensei, the focus aim to increase that by two to nice. 19. Yeah. Uh, second attack is a natural 19. So that'll hit. Yeah. And. And then I get to, because I spent a key point, I get to make a bonus act, attack as a bonus action. Yep. Which is a natural 20. Nicely done. <sighs> Lovely. It is. Oh, this monk stuff I'm still getting used to. Okay. So I'll get 
d6. First attack is 11. 15 points of damage. Okay. Second attack is 8 points of damage. And the third one, which is the crit, uh, 9, 18, 22 points of damage. Okay. You shouldn't write us off us small folk. The dragon just shakes its leg, uh, shaking loose the, the arrows that you have pieced into it. That's about as much response as it's willing to uh, to give you. Um, it dives for the other dragon and is just going to lay in every every attack it can. Um I don't know how attacks of opportunity work when something flies by you like this. You can make one. Go for it. Okay. Absolutely. Do it. That is a dirty 20. That is going to hit. It is not with rage, obviously, because I haven't had the chance to. Right. So that is going to be a d12. Plus, it's 2d12, I think, plus 8, because I'm not raging, but I still have the fire damage. Mm-hmm. That's such a mood. I just haven't had time to be angry. You understand? Yep. <laughs> like, I just... <sighs> uh, so it's 20 plus 8, and uh, 8 of that was fire damage. Okay. Uh, it is immune, but blood burner... Does it burn that while you're only while you're raging or all the time? I think it's only while um, raging that it goes into the screw you and your yep and your and your immunities. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think that might be when it's like below half. When you're below half, yeah. then it's like no, yeah. I don't give a shit about your immunities. Yeah, no, you're correct. It's when I'm below half, then it says nope, your immunities are not not my problem anymore. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, it does dive at the other dragon. It actually burrows into the the whole part of the way just to try to get there. I need you to make an athletics check, Narvi, to hold on. Yep. Absolutely. We'll give it a go. Uh, oh, thankfully, I've got advantage. Fingers crossed. It's better. It's not much better. That's a 14. 14 is not going to be enough. You are... Um, it, it is going to shake you off. Not even, I guess, not even really, like, focusing on you. Um, but because it is diving to go at the other dragon, you're not going to have as far to fall. Um, so you are going to fall about 30 feet. And um, that's going to be 12 points of fall damage. I remember the acrobatics check is to see if you go prone. Uh, but that's okay. We're we're we'll deal with that next time, and I'll remember it for Grizz too. Cool. Um, the dragon does hit the other with with all three attacks. All three hit. None of them crit. Um, so that is thirty forty five uh, points of of damage as they claw into each other, and two of the responses hit, um, missing one of the claw attacks. So that is going to be 30 uh, as, as they trade blows back and forth. Uh, Screebers is going to get uh, to the ground and um, he's kind of <laughs> Grizz is down here. 
I'm really glad you came. But it's also really dangerous. We gotta go. I feel like we got this, right? <laughs> See, now we just got this all handled. Yeah. Super good. Real impressive. Um. Singed all my head off. I don't have eyebrows now. <laughs> he's he's looking around, like, and actually, Screepers pauses and looks at you, and he goes, "Your face is really smooth." I feel like most of the skin is missing from it. That's weird. Yeah, it hurt. Full blast of that. Brother. Um, he, he looks over to, to the side, um, and he looks at Grizz, he goes, that's what I need! And you notice that down here along the wall, along the base, there are etchings, um, carved into, into the stone, very hieroglyphic style, definitely written in draconic language. Um, and Screeper goes, goes running over to one of the sides. And um, he starts pushing on on the wall. And that is going to be it for his action. He's kind of searching it. Um, who's up next? After Jack. Ten. Tauroth. So, going up the spiral, dragon went down. Yep. Uh. <laughs> down. Okay. Yeah, just going. But um, this might be a little bullshit. All right. So, I want to basically just that, like, fall off the ledge, kind of, like, peregrine falcon towards him to take one slice as I get past him. Okay. Sure. Go for it. So, Narvi is not on him. No. I don't know if the other dragon would be considered an ally or not. They're entangled. Sure, I'll give it to you. Okay. It's definitely surprising. So, the other question is, would it have advantage on this? Because I'm just trying to see how, like, what I have to roll. It's going to be flat because you might have advantage because it can't see you, but at the same time, you're falling. So, that's going to negate. We're going to end up flat. But I will give you the sneak okay. attack for it. Just wanted to check. And that is probably going to miss. Uh... Oh, no. 19. That hits. Sweet. And I forgot to pull out my damage dice. Damn it. <laughs> okay, I'll just roll the dice on the yeah. damage dice on D&D Beyond. There so... you go. That is going to be nine slashing. One lightning, so ten so far. And now sneak attack. Ooh. Another eleven. Okay, twenty-two. Nice. Yeah, it's, it, it's not feeling good, for sure. Now, since I am falling, uh, yeah. how... Basically, just at like the last second, if I'm if I'm like hitting terminal velocity, then feather fall to just okay. Iron Man three point landing. Okay, yeah, you, that's fine. You're gonna hit the ground on your next turn. 
um, you got it's you got to do it early enough to save yourself uh, the sixty foot like cushion. Um, so that sounds good. After Telroth, nine, eight, seven. There you go, seven. Go for I it. I had nine. Oh, there you go, treasure. Go for it. <laughs> um, so we've got the two dragons fighting at this point, but Narvi got booted off, and he's not feather falling or anything, right? No, Narvi hit the ground. Oh, he just splatted. Yeah. Yeah, according to Xanathar's, you fall you fall 240 feet and around. Like, you instantly hit terminal velocity. That's just how the game works. It's like, no, you fall that. Uh, okay. Navi was yoked. <laughs> so Tauroth is on the ground now. Uh, you have to use your reaction to cast Feather Fall within the last 60 feet. So at the start of your turn, you will hit the ground. You are currently still in the air. So okay. who all is still up here besides myself? The two Sorry. dragons. Sarai. Okay, so I'm definitely not leaving Sarai up here by herself. The dragons are kind of in the tunnel, like, down but below where, where you were. Everyone else has. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> as far as Sarai's concerned, she's furthest from the dragons at this point. Okay. Uh, so we're going to attempt to, and let's see how well I do with this, peel that mean dragon off of the other dragon, because good god, this is Screamers' friend. She just saw him, you know take that hit for Screebers. Mm-hmm. So she is going to just attempt to peel this guy off. Okay. And yes, that will be a rage. Okay. So got to do that. Yeah, let's do it. Roll your wild magic rageage. Yes, let's do the wild magic raging. Because that's always fun. That. I, I realized I had misread my favorite foe. He should have like 15 health back. I can only do that once per turn the extra d6 I was doing. Thank you for letting me know. Okay, so we got uh, whenever a creature hits you with an attack roll before your rage ends, that creature takes a 1d6 force damage as magic la- as a magic re- lash is out in retribution. Cool. Uh, so that's just any time I get hit. And uh, let's go ahead and do that attacks with blood burners on the reckless. Alright, let's do it. Uh, not 20, and the other one's a 15. Okay. So, uh, do you want me to roll Just damage? Just roll or the damage I? on that. Yeah, that's okay. that's honestly probably more than enough. Okay. So, uh, just we're going to do, I roll my 2d12s and uh, plus 11, and then you double the d12s, or however we're going to do this. Uh, you roll double the number of dice. Or, that's fine. Roll 2d12 and double it. That's fine. Okay, and what about the immolation? Uh, it, he's still immune to fire. And okay, so never mind that. Yeah, it'd just be a whole, it'd be a fireball, but nobody's going to necessarily get caught in it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I rolled an eight and a six. Okay. I can math, I swear. 14 <laughs> plus 11, it does, it needed 26. Does that count that's, your... That's before my 11 and before I doubled it. There you go. So yeah, you're you're good. Even with the hit points coming back from, um, from the favored foe, um, yes, Tauroth. Don't barbarians have brutal critical by now? I'm not sure. Let me double check. I don't think I do yet. No, I do not. Okay. Um, I got unstable backlash. That's what I have. There you go. So they um. 
the dragon is going to take the take the hit in the tail. Part of its tail just comes completely flying off. It is going to um, essentially reaction just burrow, run away, and um, and crawling out. We are we're out of initiative. Um, crawling out of the hole on the other side, the the injured um, good dragon. It sort of slumps down into the bottom of of the pit um, of this cylinder descent there with you guys. So, right, I'm guessing you start making your your long trek down. I'm going to immediately like run over to the dragon and hit, hit it with a second level or first level cure wound. Sorry, you can first jump. I'll catch wound. you. <laughs> That's just nine hit points to it. As you lay your hand upon it, it scales. It it sort of flinches in pain, um, just from the bruising that it's taken. But as the healing energy pours into it, you see it sort of flex its claws. Uh, I much appreciate it. That is very helpful. Thank you. Are you protecting our friend? Ah, this one. <laughs> it's a talkative little thing. I appreciate a good conversation. Ah, yes. What is your name, friend? Yeah, my name's Grace. Ah, well uh, done. Back there, companions, let's say, uh, Benedict is the handsome one. And I'll let the others introduce themselves as they come down. Benedict makes his way, makes his way down. When Sarah gets down, she casts um, Mask Cure Wounds again for um, everybody and the dragon. And, ooh, is anybody not hurt? Screamers is okay. I'm pretty good. Yeah, we're going to put some on Screamers. He fell. Let's slow fell, though. I'm still in the triple digits, so you're fine with me. 23 for everybody else. <laughs> Sounds good. Key 23. Um, so, no, they were all draconic, so I didn't understand any of what they were saying to each other. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> you got the you got the emotional gist of. Of you or my brother, Anakin, but um, you but that's about it. One. Yeah, I can't ask about like corruption and things like that. But. Yeah. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Ilum Araz Aladum. Ilum Araz Aladun. Aratum. Oh. Ilum Araz Alatum. Alatum, yes. There's more. Mm. Yeah. Alatum. There it is, yes. Ilum Araz Alatum. It's a beautiful name. What does it mean? It means I am tremendously handsome. In in Draconic, she'll say, my name means excellent. Because it does. Good to know. Good to know. My name means means bear. Ah. I like it. I like it. My my name just means Navi. Ah. Ah. 
I guess your nickname like mine. You should have a new name. It's good when names mean something. It's impressive. Oh, My welcome. name is Treasure. It's, it's a pleasure to meet you. Ah, your name rhymes. That's fun. I like that one. <laughs> I probably booked it to go be with Screepers and check on him and help him figure out what's going on. So That's fine. I wouldn't be there. That's fine. Yeah. Um, he's sort of he's checking to see if his friend's coming back, but he, he he's not. Um, I do appreciate everything that you've done. Your compatriot here was telling me a bit about who you are and what you've been through. I have to admit it is surprising, to say the least. You were in the castle when it fell. He's looking for some form of confirmation. Personally, no. But I think a few of us. Yes. Yeah. And your friend also tells me that you're the reason the entirety didn't fall on Draconopolis. Uh, we did our best, really. There's no judgment here. The entirety of the city couldn't protect it. He tells me tells me chance was long gone by the time you arrived. Seems that way. One of you saw the other dragon. Yes. Yes, I did. Would you forget what it looked like? Never. May I? And it, it raises up a claw. And sort of slowly does the avatar dragon turtle. Yeah. Bing. Oh, this is it. This is the moment. I'm chosen. Okay. <laughs> it peers into your mind and watches the rapid disorganized flashes of of memories. That it is a lot of Thosin's ass. <laughs> Especially during that fight. It's just... Uh, huh? There you go. Um, I wish I knew what brought this corruption to our city. This is not a dragon I know. Born Dragonopolis. Raised here. Not all have the 
patriot spirit. Ah, so much wrong. You're a testament to your... And you watch him sort of have... Um, the dragon equivalent of somebody trying to remember your uh, your pronouns um, as he tries to remember your species, like your races individually. Um, and and he, he sort of... Good fucking luck. Yeah, and, and, and he... Your stature. He settles on stature. That's That's what he... He kind of, yeah, he's like, I don't know what I, that's a, there's too many. I'm very old. It's, it's very difficult. Um, but I, I want to try. Um, <laughs> well, Grandpa Dragon is the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I love him. I, uh, your, um, your friend. Made a, quite the plea for you. I found him. Um, wandering the alleys above. He said that uh, you needed to leave the city. There are plenty of people here. I would hate to see that happen. Moreover, he explained who you were, what you do. He said you were uh, his employees. Yes. And that he was responsible for you, 100%. Yes. That's when he explained to me what you had been through. He said he was afraid that, um, and he sort of looks to see that Screepers isn't paying attention to him. He said he was afraid that you would give the bad dragons a bad excuse to do bad things. That's probably more true than I care to admit. Thank you for protecting him. He's smart. Not many kobolds live to his age. Although he tells me he's undeclared, so... I, um... I promised him I would help. Help you all find a way out. He says he needs to do this from time to time. Tie up your loose ends. Yeah. Seems like a good friend. Yes. We're very lucky. That long. (laughs) (laughs) Well. I do. Used to me that he's a kobold. He just doesn't see the world through that lens. That's, that's good. 
Um, did he explain to you where we'd be going? No. Said he said you knew too much, and that if they could blame you, then then they could marshal forces that would travel outside of Draconopolis, create sort of a rampage. Currently, there is no evidence. That it was anyone, or anyone was there. I've been researching it. Bit of a um, bit of an inspector, I am. A little bit of a detective. I just like talking to people. You talk to them long enough, usually they go in a circle, and that's when you catch them. Not your friend. The city of Draconopolis has very high tensions. I think your friend could help. I know he wants to. Something about being a real dragon. I didn't quite follow, to be honest. About this time, Scribbers and Tauroth have opened the, um, the door. And inside Tauroth, there is essentially a, a small um, like hidden uh, horde vault. It's shelved and there are there are things all along the shelves. Not like gold hoard, but like a, a small little side piece. Um. All right. The whole time just checking for traps, keeping an eye on Squeebers, yeah. just working with him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Squeebers goes in there. It, it seems like he knows what he's looking for. Um, but he, he's anything that's not what he's looking for. He is, he is screepers vaulting. Like he's just chucking them. Uh, and all this time people don't want me to have a bag of holding. What the hell? But yeah. I'll help him find what he's looking for specifically. Sure. Just priorities first. Yeah. He's, do, he's doing useless junk, fake, not real. Counterfeit, <laughs> ugly. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I'm question for you. No, I've never left the city. Drakenopolis is has been my entire world. Has everything I need. Center of art and culture. And there's a park, too. If you like that sort of thing. Out there, beyond. They would have us believe that there are hunters and demons and enemies around every corner. 
but only dragons, and solve the world's problems. To listen to your friend, and to see you all in action, I think, I think the world is quite capable of helping itself. So what's it like beyond these walls? I think the question there is where to start. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what's your favorite part? How about that? Hmm. Oh, the food. You got some fine cuisine here, but there is an entire land, different tastes and cuisines. It's really an art. Travel the world to try it all. What else? I think my favorite part is the friends I've made along the way. I led a very sheltered life too. From a continent even further than like Drop. My home was an entire desert. And it was still beautiful in its own way. Desert, you say? A desert. Happy to like those. <laughs> Wanna come to the firewall? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Hmm? What? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> huh? And he sort of looks over Narvi. What about you? Looks like you've had a um, rough go of it. (laughs) I feel like... I kind of feel like we're kind of kindred spirits. Do you know what I mean? I don't really... um, I don't really know um, much about the world. I don't remember much. Um, uh, what I have seen has been with this this lot, um, and I mean that's been wonderful. But if if it's if it's experience you're looking for um, right now, there's not much. <laughs> it's all right. What about you? It's hard to pick a favors. Seems like. But just because this place has everything you need doesn't mean it has everything you want. Possible. Possible. about this moment that Screeber's um, 
much like a pirate with a jar of dirt. All right, Screepus, that is awesome. What is it? <laughs> it's a so it's a crystal ball, um, and it, it's about it's about this size, uh, about the size of his head. It was, it's a crystal ball. Well, I can see that, Screepus, but does it do anything? Yes, it does. Also, it's a magic thing. Oh, okay. yeah, magic thing, magic crystal ball. Is like uh, anything else in here magical, or is all just junk? I don't know. And he, well, he just walks past you. Scream us, scream us. I got it! I'm just going to see if those like, random coins or jewels or stuff, because I hate being broke. Sure, absolutely. Go ahead, make make an investigation check. Oh, uh, 17. 17, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Go, uh, roll, me, roll me 2d10. Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay, cool. Yeah, you grab some uh you grab some statues, some like uh art pieces essentially worth fifteen hundred gold pieces. Looks like most of this wasn't magical. This was mostly art and um and things like that. And Screevers has tossed a bit of it about. Um and it and the crystal ball was actually not like by itself. It was part of another like statue installation. Um and it just happened to be magic um while in there yeah say make a trauma out of sight of the dragon just take out gyron's staff and just kind of take a second to see if another shard's in here no all right so i'll just start dragging stuff out cool yo can someone toss a bag of holding down here don't you have enough stuff already i'm broke so what are those fancy magical items you've got That's right, I'll throw the bag. <laughs> there you go. Um, what you got there, Screamers? That's a crystal ball! Oh, yes it is. It's yeah. nice and shiny. Nah, it's not, not really. Kind of buffs it. I got it for you guys. Oh. Uh, oh. Do you want to know what I can do with the crystal ball? Uh, make an arcana check. If you guys want to piece together what he's what he's brought you. Twenty-three. Okay. So it's not scrying. Um it, it okay. does have some strong abjuration sort of feels coming off of it. Um <laughs> Screamers will will explain. <laughs> and I'm telling me that it's the bad dragons. They put up all the walls and the magic dampening and all that nonsense. But that's okay. Because we've got the ball. It expands. You get inside. And then it blocks the magic blocking your magic block. You can go through the wall. Oh. Yeah. You can leave. Oh, just lie back. Well, is... I mean, yeah, you you don't want to be seen, and if people do, you had it, then um, they all want to use it. So you know, there's that. 
Okay. But, uh, I mean, I guess you could plane shift with it if you wanted. But I thought you guys wanted to go back to the king. We, we do. Just for, uh, just a touch base and, you know, do the thing. That's all. Yeah, that's uh, important. Thank you for planning on. Go, my child. You're still planning on staying, right, Screamers? Yeah. Screamers gonna help out for a little bit. There's a. There's stuff here that's not okay. And, um, I'm, I'm pretty useful. Okay. We'll miss you. I miss you, too. So. We'll, future tense. Us. Yeah. So, you know, don't die. And come back. Thank you for the raid, everybody. Much appreciated. Oh, subscribe. That one, too. Yeah. I just... I like you guys. But... You can't help with this one right now. But I can. And I will. And you got stuff to do. And I'll see you when you get done. Well, look, you'd best not die or whatever either. <laughs> nah, can't kill Scrapers. I'm sure we could if we tried. <laughs> oh, God. Um... I'm gonna. I, I, wait, no, I, I, I didn't mean. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm gonna reach into my bag, in, well, in my like side, side purse, mm -hmm. and pull out 16 gold and kneel down and hand it to him. Mm -hmm. Here. That apparently is what it costs to keep people alive. That's it? I know. I was surprised. That's weird. Yes. It's what Grizz owes me, and that's the only thing that's keeping him up right now. Oh, all right. Grizz reaches into the little pouch that he's got his hip, pulls out an aquamarine, and just throws it at stride. <laughs> Where the hell did you get that from? What? I've had it. Don't worry about it. That's for you. I don't want... You're missing the... F Damn it! You can just throws it back at him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you oh, don't want it... Real classy. <laughs> Screebers will take it. Give it to Screebers. Hey, go. Give me one sec. Uh, Grizz is going to cast Speak with Animals. Okay. And walk over to Benedict really quick. All right, Benedict, it's... 
Screamers needs you more than we do right now. But Grizz, what will you do without me? I've got Saraid, Narvi, Taroth, Treasure, Pixie, Cover Stitch. I've got a lot. Dozen. Right now, Screamers is going to be left alone without any of us. But can they dig? Yeah, I'm pretty sure if we put Taroth to work, he's back into it. Then, Narvi and Treasure... They helped you dig through the wall. But we'll be back. But for now. Can they smell as good as Grizz? As good as Benedict? Nothing smells as good as you, bud. Oh. Paul's in class. We'll be back. Just need you to keep an eye on Screamers for us. Because you fill in the gaps that that ancient kobold doesn't quite fill out. And I've got... So you can pay their bills. And he takes out three of the gemstones, one of the jet, two of the aquamarine, and drops them into the pouch that Benedict has at his neck. Mm-hmm. That should take care of you both. All right. You know, you do the negotiating. Of course. I am financially responsible. You are. I never was. That's... Why have you hold the money? I will miss you. I'll miss you too, buddy. Just puts his hands around his neck and do another big hug. Sort of burrows kind of into your chest. Yourself safe. Take care of Screamers. I know what kind of trouble. You see the trouble he just got himself into. Yes. He needs help. I'll be back for you. Before you know it. Sounds good. Turning back to Screamers. Hey, the batter's got your money. Oh! He's going to travel with you for a little bit. I guess not travel, stay here with you. Okay. So. Don't cook him. Cook him! Nah! Gaby! Butters never taste good, but. Give me a little bit of muscle. Yeah! Sounds good! Right, Honcho? Benedict sort of looks at Screamers and he looks at Grizz. And he looks back at Screamers. (laughs) I think you're Honcho, bud. <laughs> um, and Benedict kind of doesn't know what to do for a moment. And you watch as Screamers takes uh, takes uh, a couple of like sprigs, a mint out of his pouch, and he he sticks them in his mouth, up in his like jowls. Um, and then he 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 starts speaking in in um, in Badger. And Grizz, you are privy to the conversation of, uh, yeah, I'm going to call you Honcho. But my name is Benedict. Yeah, but you got big haunches. Oh, 
I do? Yeah. Look. And he thumps him on his, oh like, on, on his, his hinds. On his badger ass. <laughs> ah. I am dummy thick. All right. I guess I have haunches. So I have the money and the haunches. What do you have? That's a good question. <laughs> I guess it's just the smarts. Ah. Are you magic? A little. Are you strong? Not at all. Are you brave? No. Really not. I think we will need more help. Yeah, me too. Let's get the dragon to help us. This is a good idea. And almost as though he's he's understood what's being said back and forth. Ilum just sort of like cats up on his back, like kind of pulls away and is like, what, what bullshit are you two getting me into? These two Timon and Pumba motherfuckers, honestly, the best double team. <laughs> Screavers and Honcho. I'm actually going to be really upset if when we come back, Benedict doesn't have a saddle that Screavers just rides around him. <laughs> Isn't that what the money's for? I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, I gave him like 2,000 gold, so. Uh, yeah, 3,000 if it's four gems in total. Yeah, yeah. It's three gems in total. Three gems in total. So, yeah, yeah, 2, yeah we're going to need to have a little chat, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, Elam will, will kind of lean down. All right. All right. But you do listen to me. We're going to be a magnificent revolutionary crime-fighting duo. Or trio. I apologize, Benedict Honcho. Then, I expect some things from you. One, I will only stand for the minimum amount of comedic relief. Perfect for tension-breaking. And well-timed quips. Two. I expect any trouble you get into to lead to fruitful benefits to both the cause and cracking the case. And three. Try to have fun out there. I mean, really, if you're not having fun, it's just not worth doing. All right. I'm going to go with that. I agree. This sounds like it will be a good time. I have stuff in the cart. Let's get you back to the cart, then. All right. Saddle up, Poncho! We ride! I do not have a saddle, but hold on. Yet. And they start to walk. You guys make your way back to the cart. The crystal ball will allow you to travel through the wall. If you guys want to make the slow way back, if you want to use some of the money you found to buy a scroll of uh, teleportation circle, you can cast it once you get outside the city walls. 
using any of the circles that they have within the city, they're being monitored. So that's not a, a viable exit for you guys. Um, but Screebers has um, provided you with this. If the walls, if the force walls have not come down, it will also allow you to get back in. It is, um, it's kind of like, it'll create a hole in like an electric fence for you to walk through and then and then reclose up. If you teleport, um, <clears throat> it, it should go with you. But there's a slim chance it gets left behind. So it's a 10% chance, just so you know. If, if you give me a day, I can cast Word of Recall. Okay, that's fine. You can, yeah, you can cast Word of Recall, take you back to the forge tomorrow, or back to well, well, then I can cast Sanctuary here. Oh, to come back here? Yeah. You have to have a, a place that is, I believe, um, a religious site for you to come it back. It suggests a temple. Okay. But, I mean, really, it, when your god is knowledge, isn't every place I, your temple? I, will I, say, I worship everywhere. I, w- I will say I'm actually more okay with you having it back at the Black uh, kings or at the okay. forge. Um, I don't think anywhere here in Draconopolis is would be safe enough for you to create a sanctuary at. Okay, right? you know what I mean. It's it's a place for you to return to. Um, so okay. I'm good with that being how you guys get home. No need to spend money on that. Perfectly cool with it. Actually, uh, how much do scrolls of teleport cost? Uh, teleport or teleportation circle. They or teleportation circle. They vary in cost. Um, I will dig it up for you in just a moment. But it's probably ridiculous in this city. As you guys, watched. yeah. As you guys in the dusk light, with the sunset behind you throughout the city. Continue into the east, utilizing the crystal ball to carry you beyond the threshold. Ilum has uh, taken responsibility for Screebers, and uh, along with Brenton, they have set out to find Chance Felice and find the nefarious dragons that had captured him. And had crumpled the castle onto the city. Um, In time, they will probably find success. Elam is very smart, if a bit young by comparison to the ancient dragons of this day. But with Screebers and Benedict and Brenton, he's got a good team. As you guys pass through the threshold. Yes, Talroth. Uh, yeah, there was one thing I did want to ask Screebers about. Please go ahead. So, uh, what kind of knife you got, Screebers? Oh! That's one! And it is... It is a functional, um, bone knife. And... You get the feeling, just looking at it, it's probably the only thing he has from his days 
in his cobalt tribe. Hmm. Is it a magical or any sort? Hmm? Um, no. It doesn't seem right. to be. All right. So can you use anything besides a dagger? Can you use, like, uh, swords or anything? Short ones. Long ones I have to use with two hands. Hmm. I like the short ones better. What about a, a magic one that'll kind of shrink a little bit for you? Ooh. That sounds cool. I'm going to take off the sword belt that has the household rain swords and wrap them up, hand the squeavers. Oh. These are fancy. Yeah. Oh, wow. They should help out a little bit. And not to mention, if you're in a bit of a pinch, you just kind of pop the magic on them and you can try to get away scot-free. Screamers is super good at getting away! Mm -hmm. Now, as a note, yeah. I, I, I will need those back later. Right. But if you're going to be kicking ass all over the city, you need something to kind of protect yourself a little better. Okay. I'm not going to argue. And he and puts on the belt bandolier style. So one is hanging like under his arm. The other one is sticking up. Uh, past his shoulder. Yeah, adjust, adjust it as needs, Grievous. And don't eat my rabbit. Right, Monty. I'm not yeah. eat Monty. Just making sure. Just never know. Yeah, no, no, no. Monty's part of the team. All right, good to know. Yeah. I mean, when he runs away, we know we're in trouble. You know, that is a... You're training him already, aren't you? I'm pretty smart. I'm the brains of the operation. Yeah, that's why you're the boss. That's true. 100%. I'll just kind of bring him in for a hug. You take care of yourself. You too. You all take care of each other. It's important. Oh, we will. We I will. know. As you have said, I think, I think as as Talroth sort of uh, walks back towards us, uh, uh, Navi's just stood there and goes, "He seems nice. Who is he?" He kind of, <laughs> he kind of waits there for a second, gives you a wink, and uh, carries on walking. <sighs> one of these days, one of these days, fly I order. As you guys make your way past the force wall and you cast your eyes back to Draconopolis, the sun setting, atop one of the high towers, it's the final rays of daylight, cast silhouettes along the skyline. You see, rearing up on its hind legs, great badger who on his back you recognize the the form of a tiny kobold swords held aloft in a in a great pose of of victory and sort of creeping up alongside of them the brass dragon just pops its head up a little bit And then 
Tauroth, Grizz, Saride, maybe the other two once it's pointed out. You guys have very high passive perceptions. Just above the dragon's head, you see two little bunny ears. The sanctuary is recalled, and you return yourselves to the kingdom of Black King. Your friends, performing their own endeavors, eagerly awaiting your return, as you both strive to set the world right. And that is where we are going to end tonight's adventure, and... Uh, this season of Disasters 2, Disasters in Danger 2. We are going to be back in January. And uh, we will have the event. We'll, we'll meet with Black King and then off to the Feywild you guys go. Um, the stuff with, with Grizz and his new swords took a, took a, was an unexpected uh, turn, but I thought it was a ton of fun. Um, yeah, absolutely worth it. And uh, I think it was a really good session. And you guys got to meet a pretty cool dragon. Um, yeah, brass dragons are quickly becoming uh, the, the most popular in the city. I think that's a type of dragon that helped uh, Tauroth as well. Yes. Yeah. It, yes, it was a brass. Yeah. Um, I was trying to remember Ar- its name. I was trying to see Arum, if it was... Arum oust something. Yeah, something insane. Um, yeah. So we'll say they're cousins. They seem like handsome fellows. Sounds good to me. <laughs> um, thank you guys so, so much for playing. Uh, we are going to be back tomorrow night. We're going to do some Gloomhaven. Wednesday night, I'm going to do a talkback and any DMs that want to come and talk shop. And we're going to see about scheduling some games for the rest of December. But yeah, guys, thank you. Thank you. Uh, all the cast members. Thank you, all the viewers. It's been a wonderful year. We've had some new additions. We've had some crazy adventures, and I am just I'm excited I get to play with you guys every week. And I will thank miss... you, Cody. Oh, thank, thank you, you. Man. Yeah, Fucking my pleasure, my pleasure. Um, so we will see you guys tomorrow night. We'll be back with disasters in January, but until then, be cool. <laughs>